This is the Meme Podcast, where Meme stands for Music, Movies, Improvs, Everyone Must Envy, where we make memes on air. We're the only podcast that memifies and discusses black entertainment, past, present, and non-existent that you need to love and respect for the purpose of you appreciating the culture more and us pushing the culture forward. I am Kim Townsend. And I am Betamax for the episode today. And I am Feedy Kang. <laughs> Feedy Kang. Not you're senior. Uh, I'm senior. <laughs> Still, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. just want to know. No, you don't. So you, are you senior or junior? I'm junior. Or are you the third? Because the third was the one that was uh, couldn't take his shirt off <laughs> at the beginning. That was a part of Flash. Obviously, I have no problems taking my shirt off, so I would be the fourth. (laughs) You learn from your father's mistakes. All of them. All of them. Great grand and father. And uncle. So this is uh, season eight, where we show you why we're great. Meme number 90 entitled, The Five Heart Beats, Revisited. Hashtag, Jimmy was a trash manager. Hashtag, your word and handshake is not good enough <laughs> hashtag it's been a long time you gotta say jimmy it's been a long time hashtag crossing over there's nothing but a double cross hashtag uh as y'all just said go ahead what what, what? i want him to be i just oh, want, want him to be, be a better, better man, than man than me somebody start no, drooling somebody start drooling <laughs> no you don't hashtag no you don't uh, hashtag let me know let me no, know you understand. understand hashtag walking to the edge of erotica i'm not looking for some stolen moments <laughs> <laughs> yes you are hashtag Go get your boy and detox, detox him. him. Hashtag show him dresser. Hashtag Cat daddy. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag daddy shit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Hashtag where's Bobby? <laughs> Hashtag. Wait, 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 was that his best move? He did it like three times in the movie. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Kanye shrugged. Hashtag fuck your office hours. Hashtag never said that again. <laughs> Should have did that. <laughs> oh, did that. Hey. Did that. <laughs> he was on time for everything after that. He was in everyone's office during their office. He didn't even discuss business outside of five o'clock. <laughs> yes, he did. He, put his hip he in, uh, even made sure that Big oh, Red. It was between nine and five. When prison he did that. visiting <laughs> hours were from nine <laughs> to five. So 
You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and all podcast platforms. You're only getting season seven and up. What is it? No, it's eight and up. Eight. You're only getting eight and up on those podcast platforms if you want seasons one through seven and a half. And pre and post shows and other exclusive content, go to half. our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash the meme podcast, T-H-E-M-E-M-E podcast. Donate, support, and become a meme or a meme-ber. <laughs> Topics of discussion. We have a one, a two, a one, two, three, go. Memories like they used to be. The oh, you sound terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to come back. Yeah. Already, right, jeez. Just uh, run away. This is serious. I think it's just uh, the aroma. Like I'm, I'm still smelling the. Uh, I'm still smelling like the oils. I don't smell a motherfucking thing. <laughs> oh, I shit. smell them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 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 Tell me again, taste it. <laughs> I, I, I smell my clothes. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I went into the kitchen and took that uh, oil thing out mm-hmm. right before I sat back down. I was like, I can smell it. Damn, extra, extra sensitive ass nose. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can, I can smell it. So, uh, second segment. Uh, once again, it's on. For real, this time. Once again, it's on. No, no, break them off. Sup? Give it to me. The bigger the cap, the, the bigger, bigger the pillar. Bigger the cap, the bigger the pillar. Totally crossed out. No, no, to break them off something. Give it, Give it to, to me. me. Shout out to uh, the last man. <laughs> Pause. Um, the, stop telling the, niggas to give it to you. And you kept pointing when you said, <laughs> give it to me. Like, <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> no, it's the uh, intro to the bomb album. I'm aware. <laughs> I know. I, I know what it is. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> So yeah, once again, it's on. Memifying the movie yet again. And then last but not least, segment three, meme spiracy theories. So uh, we are celebrating the 30-year anniversary. The 30-year anniversary of the movie, The Five Heartbeats. And uh, also we're revisiting meme number 35. Was it 35? 34. 34, yeah. Meme number 34, the Five Heartbeats movie review, uh, which you can only get on Patreon. So uh, do that, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash the meme podcast. Um, donate support and become a meme or a meme burr. Burr. To get meme number 34. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go ahead and jump into it. Uh, a one, a two. A one, two, three, go. Memories like they used to be. The documentary. So, uh, Fee, uh, what is it? What is your name? Uh, Feedy King. Feedy King. The fourth. <laughs> uh, didn't watch the documentary. Didn't watch the documentary. Sure didn't. Why? I offered you my YouTube. It's not that she couldn't pay for it. And that's true. Balling. And uh, also, I would like to say, uh, you would. Kept uh, offering that like we just don't got two dollars and ninety nine cents. Hey, that was uh, truth, offensive. Well, well, truth be told, I barely had the money <laughs> to get it. <laughs> had a little money come in, but you know what? Let me uh go ahead and put that my money on this. That I had a, <laughs> I came into a little money. You came to like twenty bucks. So I was like, you can go ahead and get this. Uh, go ahead and rent this. Uh, damn, should I eat? Or should I watch this documentary? Hey, documentary hey. comes first. Documentary comes first. Cause I have ramen noodles ready to go on deck. Oh, oh that goddamn sodium boy. I feel sorry for your stomach. <laughs> I'm sorry for your nose. <laughs> Still, it's fine. 
<laughs> How's your head, sir? <laughs> Pause. <Wish! laughs> oh, man. Shouldn't have said did that. that. We, we don't do that. <laughs> He'll be out there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Press Pause podcast. <laughs> Not Press Play. <laughs> press Pause. <laughs> Stop letting things come out of your mouth right now. Pause on that. So yeah, so memories, the documentary. So well, I didn't because, um, as you know, midterms were this past week. Go ahead and let them know. We passed. I like, I like, we. I like, I like I say we. Hey, hey, no, I appreciate the we. Cause I ain't going back to school, so living through you. Good job. Yes, we did. Good we, job. Well, we passed. Um, co-host here, consistently uh, checking to make sure. Even though I put in the group chat like, "Yo, I'll get back to y'all in a minute. I'm about to sit down and you know midterm start right now." He's like, "Oh shit! Well, how's it going? How do you feel? Is it going all right? You okay?" So I mean, we passed. So you cared? I like you did. I forgot about it. <laughs> Let me go back. Let me go back to what I was doing. But midterms were this week, and on top of midterms, there's still assignments that need to be done. So I took care of things that needed to be taken care of so we stalled you out for the chadwick show i only didn't watch a documentary i still have notes on notes on notes on the five heartbeats show well since you bring up the chadwick episode i'm gonna stall you out (laughs) i'm gonna do what you just said on the strength and all alone you get off on your own (laughs) yes I bought myself to congratulate myself and celebrate myself. I got myself a new I'll Be Sure hoodie, a new I'll Be Sure t-shirt with his face on the front, and a coffee mug. Was it the um the, the in effect mode cover? It actually is. I, I figured it was. <laughs> it actually is. What other album would it be? I've never seen the album cover of the other albums. <laughs> I mean, like I've heard them on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the I'll Be Sure. <clears throat> Couldn't tell you the other album covers. I know the effect we, mode album cover. Don't look at the album. Why would we look at the album covers? That, I mean, that's true though, because you're men. So why would you? I just remember the effect mode because mom's had it. Right. But yeah, it's his face. And from, the three cuts of his eyebrows trying try, to wild out. He did wild out. Yeah, he was wilding. With them dance moves in that video. <laughs> Night and day video, boy. Can't the, forgive him for that. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? <clears throat> do you want to? Do you want to? That's where my shoulder twerk comes from. Rescue me. That's That's where my shoulder twerk comes from. Nigga was was getting loose in that two-piece denim. In light. (laughs) (laughs) How you wore the uh, the jean jacket today? Oh yes, you did. Oh, you wore the two-piece denim. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Albie. Yeah, I did it yesterday too. So, in light of you. Passing your midterms. I want to sing this song. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> voices oh, Beta, Beta Max knows this. I love school. <laughs> Say, I love school. I love school. Stay in school. 
I love school. You better watch that. I wanna be the best I can be. When I wake up early in the morning, I say ooh. <laughs> I can't wait to see all my teachers and friends. My principal and teachers too. I love school. Say I love school. Can, can we, uh, members out there, can someone find me uh, who sang that? <laughs> and they gotta go back to the 80s. That didn't just come out. They still playing it on K104, though. Wait, they still play it? Yeah, because when I was taking uh, Angel and uh, Dominic to school like about two, three years ago, it was still popping. So I was like, okay, that was back from the 80s. Oh, oh, oh got that royalty check. They deserve it. I am flattered, appalled, <laughs> apologetic that you didn't hurt it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Apologetic. <laughs> I see what you did there. Keep doing that. Yes, ma'am. So going into the uh, the memories, the documentary. So I'm gonna run down. Uh, you know, just run down, run it down real quick, and then we'll have our discussion. So uh, it starts off with. Uh, no, we're not gonna do like scene by scene. I'm just gonna run it down because it was interesting stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So Robert Townsend was uh, a part or a cast member of the movie Mahogany. And he used to stalk Diana, Smokey, and Barry Gordon. So he had his shit down packed for stalking. Duck. He got it down for Duck. <laughs> and he wanted to know the ultimate question. What happened to the Temptations? Now, pretty much everyone was ducking him. Well, Di- uh, Diana Ross was ducking him. And he, he was scared. He was ducking him mm. or avoiding him? Because ducking would now mean stalking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, she was avoiding uh, she was dipping off every time he come through with it. And he actually had footage of him, like, going around talking to Smokey and Barry and all that. So that was the craziest part. Like, he, like you had all that, that film footage. You taped all that stuff. Beautiful. Yes. And you still had it. Beautiful. And he also met with, um, well, after. So he, he was on the set of Mahogany trying to get the answer. So this is what sparked the uh the idea for the five heartbeats movie so once the idea came uh, and they began to write it probably about 86 87 um he wanted to bring um or he met with uh, david ruffin and eddie kendricks to uh bring them on board as the executive producers to get more information regarding that so and that will come back around full circle we'll talk about that uh shortly um so him and Kenan, they wrote the script. And like I said, it was around 86. So this was like what? Uh, Hollywood Shuffle was like 86, right? 86, 87, yeah. Right. So they started writing it, I guess, after. They could have write it while they was doing uh, Hollywood Shuffle. So time frame doesn't, doesn't really matter, the actual year. But it was around that time. Uh, so he started to write it, him and Kenan. And uh, they finished the script. They pitched it to uh, Warner Brothers. And uh, everything was looking good. They approved it. And they was like, okay, we're about to, you know, get this together. Boom, 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 boom. Um, but then they get a call from uh, Warner Brothers. Um, well, no, it was approved by Warner Brothers. And they got uh, a call from somebody else. So they was hyped up. Then they brought him in some weeks later. And it said that the uh, the story doesn't work. There was no audience. And um, don't know how it, can be, how it can be funny and dramatic. So that pretty much crushed uh, Robert. So yeah, you didn't see Beverly Hills Cop, but who? But it wasn't like a black director though. Oh, it was just Eddie Murphy in there. That's it. But it could be funny and dramatic. 
But who who's the who's backing that? So this this is an excuse she would use. This is an excuse she would use to tell like we don't want a black uh, director to to shine for the most part. So you throw them old goofy ass excuses out there. So he was crushed. So it took several years to get back on board um, to build it back up. Now, interesting, interesting, interestingly enough, the original cast. So when it was approved, the original cast was, of course, Robert Townsend playing Duck. Mm-hmm. You had Keenan Ivory Wayans as JT Matthews, the brother. I don't see that at all. <laughs> you had David Allen Greer as Dresser. I don't see that at all either. Um, as we said in the first show, maybe low down dirty shame Keenan, but not uh in living I'm gonna get you sucker Keenan. or in living color at that well, this, time. This this was pre in living color. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna get you sucker Keenan. Yeah, that wasn't it. Um the Keenan with the handicap hairline would not have worked. No. Well they would low down. Cut it off. Low down no, I mean they could have slapped a wig on him. He can't cut it off because they had they needed the perms and all that to Mimic the set, uh, the sixties. So was there? There was some of that was wiggage. I don't believe all of that was real hair. Oh no, that was that. Who's who's hair? You think was the wig? Because that was it was. I know for sure it was Robert's hair, uh, Leon's hair, Dresser's hair, Dresser's hair, Jimmy's hair, Jimmy's hair, (laughs) Eddie's hair, Choir Boy's hair. Because they said they said in the documentary, but Baby Doll had a wig. I guess she didn't love Joy like that. (laughs) Or maybe Joe didn't love her. It well, it's kind of, it was kind of hard to get that that sixties look. She probably didn't have the the hair to do that to keep it like that. So that's probably the case. So you had Vanessa L. Williams as Dresser's girlfriend, the black one, yes. the white one, the light skin, the light. I said the white one, oh. <laughs> light skinned, not nice, the light skinned one. Uh, well, I mean, because there's two of them. Oh yeah, but Vanessa, when when is Vanessa L. Williams? It's the light skinned one. Oh, it's Vanessa okay. light skinned Williams. <laughs> The L stands for light skin. <laughs> Got it. You had uh, Bobby McGee and Damon Wayans as uh, Leon and Lester. So Bobby McGee is still in there, but they would have had Damon Wayans as the light skinned one, the tall, light skinned one. Mm-hmm. He would have been, I guess, Lester. As opposed to what my thought was for today. What was your thought today? Nas and Jay Z. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> then, um, Robert was pushing to get uh, Denzel, 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 Denzel. Not, not not John David, but the other the other Washington, oh, the, the the senior, <laughs> the Denzel. Oh, the, the the father. Okay, yeah, he, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I like him. So Denzel as Eddie <laughs> Kane Jr. and he was like stuck on like I want I want Denzel. I have a problem with that. What what problem do you have? I don't see Denzel as a singer type. Let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. What would that look like? Oh, let me let me add this last part. Then we'll go into like the the I guess you can say what if like what would it look like? Mm-hmm. So Whitney Houston, he was pushing to get Whitney Houston as Baby Doll. He might as well have gotten Janet. Pleasure Principal. Yeah, that would have been a great even first choice. No, first choice. I can understand why you want Whitney because it's the princess and but like if you like. Oh, I can get Beyonce. Well, I can get Rihanna. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, great. Hmm? Like, so why do you, yeah, you just get Rihanna. You just went and got a, <laughs> some random thing off the street. So if you, uh, if so, if Beyonce, not Beyonce, if Whitney Houston passes and then Janet Jackson is busy because she's working on her uh, control album, 
Um, that's about to really be around Rhythm Nation time. <laughs> yes, the second time around. Yes, well, he was pushing. For oh yeah, yeah. Control, control would be the first when he first did it, and then uh, Rhythm Nation would be the second. Now, with the next uh, step would be like Jody Wiley. If those two didn't work, would you go to Jody Wiley or Steffi Mills or? I'm looking mm. for a new love, baby. Yeah, you do have a new love. Yeah, there's levels he could have went down to. He didn't didn't have to go get a top tier. Yeah, get a top tier. But even even though she she did an amazing job in the movie, Mm -hmm. if that's what you were going for, then yeah, you could have kept going. Gotcha. I mean, you got Diana Carroll and everything. You could have. That means you know your stuff, right? Just keep looking. So back to Denzel. Denzel as Eddie Kane Jr. How would that look? So my issue is. Now this is pre X, right? This is yeah, pre X. Way it's like, oh, well, eighty six, and then if he shot it, it'd have been years. like ninety. So it would have been like two, three years before Malcolm X. So what would this have been like? Mo Better Blues era? No, it'd be before Mo Better Blues. Mo Better Blues was after X. It's the one right after X. I'm not so mistaken. what was what was the, what was he doing in the nineties? Early nineties. He he, he just, did the he movie did with he did, he did that goofy ass movie with uh, Mighty Quinn. Yeah, with uh, Robert Townsend. When Robert Townsend <laughs> was playing the Jamaican. With the crazy uh, wig, with the with the dreadlock wig, so guess who's coming to dinner? So you did that too? No, I know Sydney Poitier did the original. I thought so, he did a remake of that something like that, like he did Fences or something like that. Anyway, so how would that play out? When did Mississippi Masala come out? Was that like ninety three, ninety four? No, that, that, that was, was after. Well, after X, wasn't it? Or was it before X? I don't remember. It seemed like one of those before X. So we're just trying to get a framing as to which Denzel are we talking. The glory, it wrapped the glory. Right after Glory Denzel. So, how would he fare as Eddie King Jr.? I don't see the. I don't see it. Like, I just. I don't see what Robert saw. And maybe that's the part of the vision that I'm missing. Well, maybe because, you know, they played together in Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played together in that goofy ass movie, The Mighty right. Quinn. So it was like. And then they know, played together in the Soda Story. Was he in Glory? Was Robert Wait, Robert in, Glory? in Glory? No, it was Soda Story. It's sort of story, yeah, sort of yeah, story. David Allen Girl was in Sort of Story. No, who was in Glory? I know Ferris Bueller and uh, Wait, was it Robert in? Oh, shit. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I looked it up. Robert's, I don't remember seeing Glory on there. Okay, so it was uh, Soldier Story. That's yeah, it was Soldier Story. I was too yeah. confused. All right, so we don't see Denzel as Eddie King Jr. I don't see it. Me personally, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Even if I, like, even I go past that, you have to have the somewhat evilness of um alonzo and training day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would have to have the the music the music and sh- musicality or whatever of mm-hmm. um um Mo blues mm-hmm. i don't know if he was ready. there yet are you ready i don't see it you know how i feel about you something that i just can't hide well yeah sorry so yeah, so uh um, Yes, we'll be breaking out in song in random parts of this episode. Oh, for sure. I can do every episode. <laughs> so uh moving forward, so um three, four years, he re- he uh they, they approved the the script again. But at this time, um Keenan had to leave to do in Living Color. Um he couldn't wait due to not making any money for all those years that, you know, they was waiting. Um and of course Damon Damon Wayans gets pulled, David Allen Greer gets pulled because they're a part of in living color. So then he has to go out and find uh new talent for the, uh, the next wave. So he begins to um, do auditioning 
in New York, Chicago, and LA. So those are the three spots that he does the auditioning. So we see a slew. Slew is a good word. A slew of upcoming uh, actors and actresses uh, who were, and he had video footage of that too. So that was another uh, thing that you actually saw these uh, like snippets of uh, the auditioning. So you had uh, Michael J. White. And these are just randos. They, it wasn't like, oh, he's going to play this. And it's just random people that popped up in the audition. So he had Michael J. White. I don't see where he could fit, but it's very interesting. And his name is Jai. Michael Jai White? Jai. Okay, sorry, Michael. I think you can whip my ass. I'm sorry. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't even going to front. That's black royalty, literally. Now, he could have right played Flash. Mm. I could see that. Okay, I like that. Uh, we had Garcelle. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Boeves. Boeves. Okay, Boeves. She popped up. I'm pretty sure that's probably like a baby doll. Uh, You had Alan Harry Chespain. He popped up. (laughs) Dresser, obviously. (laughs) Go shirt, nigga. (laughs) You had uh, the young brother from uh, Boomerang. Yes, my queen. He, He popped up. To do what? I guess to play one of the siblings. Uh, it was, it mean, was him and Q, Q's brother. Oh, yeah. Because both of them was in there. Yeah, so. they couldn't have been nobody but some the random siblings that popped up when oh, the yeah. song was playing on the radio. Then you had a, a young Juicy and uh, not Journey. A Juicy Journey. <laughs> juicy and Journey. Smollett was uh, popped up on the scene. Um, you had Dorian uh, Dorian Wilson. Oh, goddamn professor. Who? The professor. Professor. From uh, goddamn That's Parker. the Parkers, the ain't Parkers. it? Parkers, yeah. Okay, that's because I couldn't remember the show. I know his the face. Parker. I was like, damn, that's That's not- Professor Ogilvy. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the names because I didn't watch it. Like the closet. Closet. Shout out to Cat Williams. Yeah, because I was like, that wasn't, that's not Moesha Pops. He's somebody. I know him, but I don't know him. Well, that's a good, by proxy, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by proxy. <laughs> then there was a, a Clifford Powell. He was in there. He popped up. That's Chauncey. Clifton. That was Clifton. What do you say? What do you say? Clifford, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Clifton Powell. That Clifton. man's name is Clifton. Okay. Oh, Chauncey. By, Chauncey. Or yeah, call him by call that bitch or, ass or nigga Chauncey. Right. Or, or, or Pinky. No, that hoe ass nigga Chauncey. Then uh, no, no, another word we can't say right here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we he said the uh the F bomb. Yes. F bomb <laughs> <laughs> Then a, a, a surprising one popped up. A surprising face popped up. Don Cheadle. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, I didn't. You know, I'll say that reminded me that Kevin Hart is kinda of funny sometimes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Don Gito popped up. Um, so then uh, we have Sarge. Uh, he, you see the uh, the interview with okay, Sarge. Before you, you left off the great uh, Tia and Tamara was on there too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. That's, that must have skipped that. And they were obviously auditioning to be siblings. Right. They had to be, yeah. Yeah, it can be Baby Doll and the Crystals. Baby Doll and the crystals. crystals. So then you had uh, Sarge. So... Um, Robert speaks about how, you know, he needed somebody that was like, um, 
like strict, stern, assertive, aggressive. But he was saying that Sarge was too soft in the sense of when he did the interview, because he was like, you know, trying to he was like, OK, I know who he is. I respect him. I think his uh, the lady that was doing the scouting, she was like recommending people. And I was like, yeah, we should bring the brother in. Da, da, da. So Why like, didn't cool. they get Ben Vereen then? Damn. Hmm? Chicken oh, yeah. coming off of Chicken George. No, that was in the 70s, late 70s. I was about to say. <laughs> Boy, your time is off. But yeah, as they said, he was, uh, cause he was asking the questions like, you know, what were you, what was it like, um, like segregations in the fifties, but you know, he lived in Paris, so he didn't experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asking about uh, stereotypes, uh, black stereotypes from the past. He was praising it. And then, uh, what got him under his skin. So he's trying to get him to like show that side of him that was like, like we saw in the movie, Sarge. So the thing that broke him was Robert said, I'm gonna play you one day in the movie. And he was like, he just, his whole demeanor changed. Like, you're not going to play me in the movie. I'm going to play myself in the movie. So that's when he, like, and he gave him a whole spill. And he was like, that's going to be Sarge. You just know, based off of that. You know what? Knowing what we know now about how it, uh, keep, we keep going to documentary about why, why, why the um, movie got held up and everything. Mm-hmm. I can see why he was so, so upset that he's like, well, I'll play you in the movie. Like, bitch. <laughs> It's 50 years of hard work and dedication. You, you can't even do a goddamn two-step. Fuck out of here. You can't play me. So mm. I understood the anger. That makes sense. Didn't look at it that way. Then um, he stumbled upon Leon. Um, and the, the lady that I was just talking about suggested that, you know, he, he sit down with him, audition and all that. And uh, he was known from the, uh, what was the video? You know, like a prayer video from Madonna playing Life is Jesus. a mystery. So, yeah, so so he essentially got Black Jesus to play his brother. Hmm, black Jesus. So that means uh, Robert was the brother of the Black Christ. Hmm. So he was James, <laughs> James Christ. <laughs> So then, last but not least, we see a young Robert Kelly pop up. He was doing a dance. A dance. I was. He had his crew with him. They was doing a dance sequence and singing. And um, you actually see the videotape of you know R. Kelly actually being there. And this is like a 1988 R. Kelly. So this is pre. Um, what is it? Public announcement. Yes. So, uh, so it was interesting to see Robert Robert Kelly. Like I heard, we talked about it on the first show. But to actually see it, like, okay, yeah, he actually auditioned, so it wasn't, like, no made-up stuff. And uh, he was actually looking at R. Kelly to be Choir Boy. Mm, that would have been epic. So. So do you want to expound upon that? You want to think, yes, I see you're thinking. The gears are grinding. Grinding. Um... Am I mistaken, or has R. Kelly never had hair? No, he had yeah, hair in this one. He was uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had hot tough fade in uh, the Born in '90s album. I yeah. could have swore he did. Yeah, he did. It's on album cover. Yeah, he cut it off of the twelve play album. So yeah, he had a uh, he had the the high top box for. Uh, but I don't see him as a church. But he has the chops. We're singing chops. We've never seen him act. That's what I was let's about. let's let's start there. Um, and I get, I may be thinking too much into it, knowing how to sing and knowing how to act Mm -hmm. like you're singing are two completely different things. If you have 
done karaoke in your life, you can act like you can sing or act like you're singing. Or there are also lines that choir boy had that weren't I was about to bring that up. singing. And just it. because you can talk on a track doesn't. No, 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 no. Remember the old school R. Kelly could not talk on a track. So you see your freak that body, body. <laughs> what I was thinking, my mind, my mind immediately went to, I got 12 things to do and 12 ways to say it. Like. Who was worse at talking on a track, R. Kelly or Jermaine Dupri? For you, it would be JD. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> see? I don't mind that. Um, you know what it is, and we do German. So um I just I don't I don't see that in the same way I don't see um Denzel. Like I just I, I don't see it. Controversial statement I'm gonna make here. I can see R. Kelly playing Choir Boy easier than I can see Denzel playing Eddie King. I can see um, R. Kelly playing Eddie King better than, better than I see him playing a Choir Boy. I can see where you're going <laughs> with that also. I can see him playing JT. I can see that also. I don't see him as a Choir Boy, but I've never seen him act. R as uh, JT? Mm. <laughs> no. Really, I wouldn't say RSJT because going back to the original point, we have never seen him act. Yeah. So Choir Boy would be the safest because Choir Boy had lines, but he didn't really have lines. Like JT, you got the whole JT and Duck shit. Mm -hmm. uh, with Eddie, you got the movie basically about him, his, his decline. Mm -hmm. Dresser would be the only other one where it'd be kind of like he doesn't he has a storyline, but it's not really as prevalent like Choir Boy. But I would say it'd be a waste to use him as Dresser, so you might as well put him as Choir Boy. If you're if you're sketchy about his acting, what what was the most acting that Choir Boy did in the movie? When well, he was he arguing with his, his pops, exactly. Yeah. Talk to his pops. I think R. Kelly can pull that off. I, I'm pretty sure he can pull off the uh, Anthony Stone, but you can call me Rock. Rock. That might to go left. <laughs> <laughs> call me P. <laughs> Woo! Cut it out. <laughs> out to that. <laughs> Zipper on there for a reason. All right, continue on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, but are we gonna get into the? Are you staying on R. Kelly? You going to something else? What do you want? What do you want to add? Uh, if what if? Let's take a journey through this parallel universe. Go ahead, bye. If they're like, hey, R. Kelly, we want you to play Choir Boy, but also we want you to write and sing the Five Heartbeat soundtrack. Yeah, because uh, there was a point where, well, in the documentary where Robert was looking for original music for the soundtrack, and he was having a hard time finding a, finding music, original music that sounded like the 60s. Yeah, the 60s. So just wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead. But add that to it. If you do have R. Kelly write, I think me and you talked about it. We're like, does he have a song like back then that could, could uh, be, sound like a 60s or that type of song? And I was like, yeah, you got to dedicate it. Mm. Um, I think Honey Love wouldn't match the '60s. That just change the words, or or change the like tempo of it, or something like that. Could you imagine? I like the crotch on you. On <laughs> That's actually the original uh, back in the middle. 
So, so it was, uh, yeah. Was, so, so <laughs> let me let me add on to this theory. So, is, yes, is nothing but love really? Uh, let me see you freak that body. <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing but love. <laughs> no, that would be honey love. Okay. Did you imagine them singing "Freak That Body" on uh, when they got pulled over by the cops? Or <laughs> y'all sagging group? Body, body, let me see you freak that body, body, baby. That body, body, let me see you freak that body, body, baby. Nigga be a let me see you freak that body. Hey, you, body see, you see one of the cops. Together, it body. Her cheeks. All three of them cops was doing that. <laughs> Give it to me. Hey, they look like uh, Ebony Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them niggas start taking off their fucking uniforms. Body. 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 <laughs> see you free. That body. Body. You see the power of Kelly Blue music early. <laughs> body. Be back in the 60s. <laughs> Is somebody walking behind their fucking car with a sign talk about if you 18 and up? <laughs> They're one of the cops. Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? Never seen nobody butterfly. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) These one ups are great. (laughs) So they changed the whole trajectory of the movie. (laughs) The scene with the cops. Sorry, Kelly would end the racism. (laughs) (laughs) Doug wouldn't have sung that America song. <laughs> Actually, R. Kelly stole that song and sung it overseas. Trying to get the uh, Africans to come to America with him. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, what if uh, can we imagine twelve play in the sixties? They barely had four plays. So, could you uh, could you imagine? <laughs> Imagine the five horsemen. Twelve play. <laughs> Give them a little. Twelve play. Time for love. Twelve play. Oh. <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> if I give you some of mine. <laughs> Jack. Twelve play. Jack. Get him, Jack. I would like to see uh, or hear the five horsemen do your body's calling. I hear you calling. Here, Here I come, come baby, baby to, to save, save you. you. Uh oh, Jack. There's no more stalling. These hands have been longing to, to touch, touch you, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so now that you've come, come around <laughs> to seeing it my way. way. You won't regret it. And you surely won't forget it. 
<laughs> it's unbelievable how your body's calling for me. Shush. <laughs> I can just hear you calling, calling, calling. Your body's calling for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be a hit. Sha na 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 na. So yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. So twelve playing the sixties. How would that? How would that have fared for the five RB soundtrack? Now, getting into the movie. So they start um, shooting the movie. So they shoot the movie in reverse due to like them growing out their mustache, older. So they shot the movie in reverse. Okay, pause. Mm-hmm. Why did they say they shot the movie in reverse? Why did they say it? It's not in reverse. No, no, no. They shot it. They mean like they did the last scene first. No, they had their mustaches in the last scene. So they really started at the beginning of the about, movie and worked it to the end. That's why, because when he said that, he said, yeah, we started refilling in reverse. And I'm like, but so you did the last scenes first, but then y'all were talking about doing, um, how did they say this? Maybe they made them look old before they permed their hair, because once you perm your hair, it's hard to get it to go back. To uh, its natural texture. Yeah, Quiber had a full beard in the last scenes. He had the full beard, so he didn't want to cut it and then have them because he can't grow it. He can't correct, grow it out and you like can't that. cut off permed hair and have it grow back as fast as it used to. You can't. You can't oh, do true. that. Okay, I got you. So okay. I can see what they mean. Okay. So yeah, so they shot the movie in reverse, um, and then they also spoke about how. It was hard for them to capture scenes from, um, so if they shot it in the reverse, how were they able to capture the emotions from earlier scenes that they hadn't shot yet? So it's like, y'all sure y'all want to sing with all the king, but they never did any, that was the first scenes they shot. So how do you get the emotions from shot scenes that you haven't shot yet with everything that happened from beginning up to that point? So how do you pull from that? I will say this, the part that that makes perfect sense on mm-hmm. when Eddie talked to uh, Duck for the first time in the church. I always thought that scene like that, that was a weird conversation. Like it, it was like no chemistry. Like, oh, we had like he was like, uh, hey, hey, what's up, bubba? Like he was slapping the back of the head, kind of like, oh, yeah, you look great. Like, I think I ain't seen you in 20 years. That's how, that's how I heard you got shot four times. I thought you were dead. Right. It was no like, oh, and then even when they went to talk, he's like, oh, yeah, I heard what down with you and JT. And it was like, just yes, talk to him. But he, but he's not talking about uh, oh, this is Doug. Oh, or Doug, you can score me some uh score me an ounce. Like Yeah, there yeah, was, wasn't like uh like you've never approached Duck like that. So uh, why that, that didn't seem like a uh and he's like, uh it, it, it didn't seem like the like emotions there, weren't there. There's no chemistry. Right. That makes sense. That's good. Good assessment, sir. Thank you. So, yeah, so they shot the movie in reverse. Um, some of the stuff we've spoken about, uh, go go listen to meme number 34. But uh, they had weekly open mic nights uh, to compete in real life. So Flash, Ebony Sparks, Bird in the Midnight Falcons, and the Five Heartbeats, they were pretty much practicing to get the songs down, the dance moves and stuff like that. But they were having, like, weekly uh, open mic, like talent, or uh, what do you call that, like a talent show? Talent shows, yeah. Talent show, not an open mic night. Talent shows to, you know, work work their stuff out and, and actually became a competition. So it played out in the movie in regards to like they was really competing. So that was a good um idea to do that. Mm-hmm. Um also 
So we already know about that. The fight between Eddie and Flash. Um, actually, the Duck and Eddie, I didn't know about that. So you can you can expound upon that. Well, well I actually want to revisit the the Flash and the uh, Eddie fight mm-hmm. because how we told it on the first that wasn't the whole story. Mm-hmm. So, a I didn't know there was multiple scenes that they redid it, redid it, redid it, redid it. But also they said like when he talked about he talked about hey man I got a black belt all that stuff. That was the scene before the scene that was shot. So they got into it before. So this wasn't the detox. No. Yeah, no. So that this was when uh, he was like, "You trying to, you trying to riff like me?" Okay. I yeah, that scene. I can take. Yeah, that no, you get the no, I'm, yeah. no, I'm taking the no. note out because that was a question I have. Like as y'all are going through stuff, I'm putting down notes so that I can okay. ask questions. Okay. I didn't watch it, okay. but I still want to. No. No. So. It is that scene. Yeah, that scene when um when Eddie came in drunk and he was like. He was like, oh, John Tate was by Flash. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, same. So. But there wasn't any physicality. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, there. okay, getting okay. There. So the original scene, there was no slamming of the door. There was, he said that to his face. Correct. And I think there was like a, a minor, like a scuffle or whatever. So. Oh, maybe ch- a chest bump? That or like they like, he like coming there like. Okay. Kind of like a little tough. But I guess when they, they kept doing it. It kept getting to that point where it's like it's not the script that they actually fight, but then he was like, "Damn, they're about to fight him." So that's why he was like, well, "I got a black belt." He him to calm down. I got a black belt. So this turned out to be like a Jamie Fox, uh, yeah, almost it, like any given Sunday type of situation. Have fun, almost. be safe. Almost, but the thing was, he kept his cool. Mm-hmm. So that's why when he did that, he slammed the door to his face. So he wasn't supposed to say the line to the door, but it's kind of that's how it, it, and it, but it worked out. It worked out perfectly okay, because because okay. really because Robert was supposed and to I stop it or tell or tell him to calm down, but he didn't. He was like, "Yeah, just shoot it again." Keep the same energy. Yeah. Okay, so that makes more sense now. Duck and Eddie. So Duck and Eddie. So now he you said that he 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 did that, that. Okay, so this is what happened in one of the talent show scenes. I think it was the the final one with uh Let me know, let me know, your aunt. It was that one. Mm-hmm. So. They had shot the scenes and everything, and they moved on. So there became tension, became tension. When they went back to do, like, the editing to put the uh, shots together, they were seeing, like, when they tried to do a close-up on JT, Eddie's hand would be in the way. Oh. So they were like. That's what y'all were talking about yeah. earlier. Okay. Yeah, so they were like, so how do, so why the fuck is uh, Eddie's hand always in JT's way? But they were like, oh, um, Michael Wright is actually a, a classically trained, like, actor. So he knows about blocking and where you're supposed to stand, hand motions, all that stuff. So they were like, you did knew. Purpose. Yeah, you did it on purpose. You knew what you were doing because him and JT were going back and forth. Going back to the Eddie being the lead singer or Michael Wright playing the lead singer and Leon playing the pretty boy, there's always a natural tension that the pretty boy wanted to be the number, like the Flash in uh, JT shit. It I was, can't compete. Yeah, but it was like that in real life. So they were actually competing in real life under the guise of the movie. That's why he did that to him, so to sabotage JT. But Robert got mad because, like, yeah, you fucking up my movie. And we way. and we uh at we pretty much are losing a lot of time. Like we ain't we ain't got time to be yeah, reshooting shoot scenes it. and all that. Yeah, so you, they couldn't go back and reshoot it, so they had to basically film it or, out. or edit around it. So they were getting to the uh that the major fight scenes that your notes or with uh with the yeah yeah you can go ahead and break it down. Okay, so with dresser, yeah 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 go ahead. So what that cause was. Oh no, Robert. I was in a fight with Dresser and all. He's mm-hmm. talking about it. Pretty much got to a point where there was tension 
Yeah, Vincent, like a uh, Robert, like Robert and uh and uh Eddie. Sorry, Duck and Eddie. <laughs> Go call by the real name. Meant by the five heartbeats name. Duck and Eddie were about to fight in real life. So basically, Dresser had to be the one to come in and be like, "Hey, hey, Rob, hey, Rob, you were wondering why the Temptation all that broke up. Now you see why." Because basically, it's the same dynamics. Even in a movie talking about a group, it was mm-hmm. still the same friction going on between like JT and mm-hmm. um, JT and uh, Eddie. Um, so the pretty boy and the lead singer fighting over like this is why the groups break up because they can't get along. Because at some point, somebody wants to be the star. Somebody who's not the star wants to be the star. So that kind of um, they had the long power. I guess they prayed and they uh, it came together. After that, everything was smooth sailing from then on. It's one of those moments where it, it made them more closer. Malcolm X. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He said, uh, everybody listen to Dress because he looked like Malcolm X. So shout out to the scene. <laughs> we look like Malcolm X. I said that for years. Take my card. So, Squire Boy. Should Spike Lee have saw uh, the five That's heartbeats? That's how I equivalent that scene. Take my card. Should a Spike Lee have saw the five heartbeats and casted uh, Dressler as Malcolm X on GP? Nah. <laughs> Nah, you see this thing? You see they get the five heartbeats? What you supposed to be in the five heartbeats? Right. Yeah, my face. No. No, I don't. It wouldn't have worked. He ain't that good of an actor. I don't see him as having any range. <coughs> well, like you were doing, you couldn't, you couldn't went and talk to him. They're going. He was a school back. teacher. Yeah, he was a school. T- oh yeah, 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 yeah. School yeah. teacher. So yeah, and let me talk about him. Yeah, he was a school teacher who happened. To, he he took a. Uh, he took a half day to <laughs> he go. He took some PTO time. <laughs> he took a half day to go audition <laughs> for the uh, for the movie. He ended up getting it, and one of, that's one of the nice things they did at the end when the movie was over. They went back to his high school and like uh, did like a celebration a celebration for him. <laughs> that was that was really nice. That was dope. Imagine being a school teacher and getting a part in a movie. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, he wasn't ready for X. <laughs> he wasn't ready for X. So yeah, so the uh we talked about on the last show the uh the scenes that were uh that they was really pushing to get cut. Uh we already know about the uh well no, these are the two. Uh I don't think we brought it up. I know the uh the sister, the scene with the sister and the uh the little musical in the bedroom. Uh we talked about it on the first show. Pause. Hmm? A little musical in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a pause? <laughs> but uh um, <laughs> Oh yeah, with sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna chill. Um <laughs> But then they're talking about the they wanted the church scene at the end cut, as well as they were going to do a voiceover at the end <laughs> to wrap the movie up. So there wouldn't have been a barbecue scene. It would have just been a, a cut the the church scene where Eddie comes back. And it was just going to be like a voiceover at the end. Like, hey, we all got back together. We're great. Five heartbeats again. <laughs> and cut. So I'm assuming that part would have been as he was overlooking the ocean. Hell yeah. So he would have walked off of Tanya and went back to him standing on the beach looking at it. And if I was the words, like, come down. <laughs> like fucking Star Wars. <laughs> like Duck like called his brother. Yeah, like, in the end, like the end of, uh, <laughs> like on the end of uh, Boys in the Hood. Like, yeah, two weeks later, uh, JT got shot. Um, uh, Eddie went to go get his degree at Spelman. Uh, <laughs> Baby Doll stayed with him. Quiet Duck went on to write great books. And uh, more music. So the choir board said, "I hear fucking <laughs> up." <laughs> okay. So yeah, so uh, they kept the sister scene and the church scene because they did the uh, the testing. Um, when they had people to go out to go see the movie, they was testing. Um, they saw that the sister scene with the sister and the uh, 
Eddie redeeming himself at church with Baby Doll, like the audience like really reacted to him. So they was like, we're going to keep these scenes. And that's what like pissed me off watching the documentary because it was just like, I'm tired of hearing these, you know, these these uh these white boys out here making these decisions, trying to tell you what what it is. And it's like, y'all don't really know. And then when it does come around to where it's like, yeah, these scenes are are treasure for the most parts. Um, now it's like, oh yeah, 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 boom, 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 boom. So it then came back around full circle with the uh, the trailer. So you can expound upon that. That pissed oh. me off too. Oh yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong on the timing of certain events. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't remember when the shooting happened, but it was around the time where they were coming out with the promotion for the uh, Five Heartbeats movie. So one of Fee's uh, greatest movies of all time. New Jack City. It is one of my favorites. Like, I mean, you know, y'all know me. Yes. But what what you did not know was niggas were shooting up theaters back in the days, even before Friday, even before all the other black movies. New Jack City. Yeah, for Miss Society. New Jack City, niggas shooting in the theaters. I actually did know that niggas was shooting up movie theaters due to uh, New Jack City. That doesn't make me like the movie any less. Let me rephrase what I'm saying. Because fuck them niggas. New Jack City was the first. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. New Jack City was one of the first movies on a major scale that came out as a black movie, and it had a shooting in the theater, and it made it national news. Let me say it like that. So I also would like to say I don't give a fuck about none of that. Well, you know who? Else? It's a fire ass movie well, and a fire ass soundtrack. We know who, who did give a fuck about it. Robert Townsend. Yes. Oh well, yeah. He well. Who gave a fuck first and tell oh, the story about the uh, oh the um the, the trailer studios gave a fuck first right so they're like oh yeah a lot of vibes going on so they changed the trailer to make it more of a a less drama more of a dancing dancing happy comedy with music kind of thing so did not um talk about any of the emotional points of the movie it's kind of like a it'd be like playing like nothing but love the whole trailer like oh yeah five heartbeats like wait what the fuck <laughs> so they did they did it as more of the together forever album cover exactly okay <laughs> so they obviously didn't see the movie and catch the point yeah good uh so they made a good, it a uh, comparison they made it very bland like to not scare people so but who would shoot up like even if they show like the because there was like really no shooting in uh five hearts until it wasn't a violent film so it's like hey, uh, uh, bobby says differently Bobby. Oh, Bobby did get shot. <laughs> but, oh, saying, my leg. but you're not gonna put that in the trailer. I'm just saying that's the only scene. Well, well like, if you try to get the action people, <laughs> look, action. See Bobby hit by the car <laughs> or get shot. That'd be funny. But um, Bergen hung from the window. Yeah. So basically, they pulled a bullshit ass trailer out. Um, people saw the trailer like, what, what, what is this about? So nobody really went to see it. So what that spawned into was opening weekend flopped. So it flopped so bad. After the wonderful promotion, they had basketball games, uh, the five heartbeats versus random niggas. The great promotion. Movie flops. So it flops so bad that they were on uh, BET's Teen Summit that next Teen week. Teen Summit. Begging niggas to go to the movies, to go see this movie because it's about to get taken out of theaters due to low money. So the five heartbeats only lasted in the movie theater for two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> so if somebody tells you that they saw the five heartbeats in the theater, Either they're lying or they're one of the very few that really did. Now, what's, uh, what pissed me off was uh, where Robert talked about he got that phone call at three in the morning. Oh, that's not, it was, uh, that was something else. That yeah, was, that, that, that was that's David Ruffin. But uh, he, got, he pretty much got a phone call 
Um, and it was one of the the execs uh, saying, hey, Robert, uh, got some bad news for you. You know, the movie's not doing too well. But it's like, ain't y'all the ones that's promoting that shit? Yeah, y'all the one that's putting this out. Y'all the one that's, pay, you know, the distribu- distribution uh, to the theaters. Y'all the one that's paying for the marketing and all this and all that. Y'all the one that got us out here playing these goddamn basketball games and all that. So it's like, <laughs> why are you calling me like it's my fault? Like, you handle that shit. That's they, what you're supposed to be doing. Did they win the basketball games? Probably didn't. <laughs> that's probably why they didn't say the movie. So it's like, why are you calling me like it's my fault? And then you calling me like, hey, it's flopping. So it's like, again, get these goofy niggas out the way because they not representing the culture. Number one, they don't know what they're doing. Number two, number three, they're not uh, taking accountability for their actions. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. I might snip that and uh, put that on my, uh, put that out on YouTube. All right. I like it. I like it. So... So, yeah, so we had that to go to Teen Summit. Um, it does what it does. So bringing it back around full circle in regards to uh, David Ruffin and uh, Eddie Kendrick. So um, he wanted them on board to consult with them. And um, the executive was like, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do that. So he, they, before the movie was done, he he said he wanted to raise some money to help David Ruffin with his uh, drug addiction to help him to go through rehab. So one of his intentions was to take the money from that they do, you know, from the box office and all that. He wanted to help David Ruffin. But uh, that's when the phone call he gets at three in the morning. He gets a phone call at three, three in the morning saying, hey, David Ruffin died. <coughs> I know. I know. I know. Took your breath away. Take my breath away. Man. So sad. Damn David. Damn David. <laughs> so yeah, so he got the phone call that David Ruffin had passed away. And um the fam didn't have enough money to send him off. So what does Robert do? Uh, uh starts writing Hollywood Shuffle 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually put together a concert. He got like I think he got like a Stevie Wonder and all them. Stevie, uh, I think Patty was there. He got all these people together and did like a um, uh, benefits concert. Raised a great deal of bread. He got on you know got on the uh, the radio and you know really pushing it and you know raised enough money to you know send him home in fashion. So honorable honorable thing to do. So I got much more respect for Robert Townsend. You know on the strength of that. And, um, you know, even though the movie wasn't doing too well, or he couldn't contribute <coughs> the way he wanted to. The benefit concert was something that's like, OK, that's honorable. So I, I respect uh, Robert Townsend. For I that. would also like to say to Robert <coughs> that um, <coughs> your boy was already on the path that there wasn't going to be anything that you could do anything about that. Right. Um, people in his personal life had already sent him to rehab multiple times. You sending him that last final time would not have changed the trajectory of where David was going to end up. But you still have that feeling of I could have done something sooner. 
<sighs> even though even though I totally understand what you're saying, we still have that feeling like maybe I could have been the one. That's that egotistical thinking, though. Yeah, that's that's very egoish. To I'm going to be that person that's going to take them out of their addiction. You can't take anybody out of an addiction. They have to be willing to go through it themselves. I totally agree. But I will say this one thing about it. You do need to have certain people like that just to keep that energy. Because if nobody's there that really wants to help, then you might not have the person then people could get left behind. That they Don't might have, that might have wanted behind. to be helped. That might want to have been helped. But uh they didn't have that enthusiastic person, that egotistical person saying, Well, oh, I can I can save them. You never know. But I totally hear what you're saying though. So yes, so also I think he mentioned this on the and we had this discussion as well on the uh the teen summit um show that he was uh trying to get people to urging people to go out to uh go check out the movie. Um I'm sorry, pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Why did they go on Teen Summit? Niggas ain't got no money. They should have been all goddamn uh, Donnie Simpson. Uh, video soul or yeah, <laughs> they had used their Donnie Simpson money to get him to promote Flash and the Five Horsemen. So, so actually, Donnie Simpson reported on GP. So he and he said, it. you can't come on here. You better kiss it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> you better figure this yeah, shit out. Baby. So, yeah, so I think on there he was talking about... Um, and one of the things with the movie, he wanted to change the image of, uh, like he did with Hollywood Shuffle, change the image of the black community. So in the movie, you have five brothers sticking together from beginning to end. They're coming back around at the end and, um, you know, keeping the uh, the brotherhood together. Then you have five black, strong black women that stayed by their side the whole time, uh, with the exception of Baby Doll. But she came back around. And uh, stay with him. So it was just like that. That's a strong image. And it's like, why wasn't that? Well, you can't really put that in the trailer. Where are the five strong black women? Hmm? Where's three? Oh, yeah. Choir Boy didn't have. And Duck. Okay. Three. Sorry. Three strong black women. It really only two of them had because Eleanor. Oh, yeah. Eleanor was four. So that's four. She held. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody help me, because I know Eddie, my math ain't off. Eddie had baby doll. Doug didn't have nobody. Dresser had Brenda. Mm-hmm. Um, JT with uh, JT had old girl. That's at the end. So that don't count. If you are going to take away baby doll because she left and came back, no, I said she's counted, but she no, 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 she, she came back like when, when everything was fucked up. So it's, and okay. and and JT's girl is not to be counted. She's even left unaccredited in the movie. They didn't even give her a name, but she got to sit at the table with Diana Carroll and baby doll and the crystals. <laughs> so she finally settled down with. No, he finally settled <laughs> down. Don't do that. <laughs> she been settled for that nigga. She settled for that nigga in the sixties, <laughs> and he didn't marry her to the eighties. <laughs> Were they even married? Twenty year gap. <laughs> they might be just co-parenting. We don't know. Okay, we'll cut her. We'll, we'll cut her out. <laughs> so uh, I see. I see no ring. <laughs> so Eleanor, would Eleanor count? She stuck by Jimmy. We'll get uh, with Jimmy and his L's in a minute. No, no, no. I feel that Eleanor should have been more supportive and and not have been that naggy. 
Because like we went in the middle of a business situation. Like, I, I told you this was going to happen. Let's get out of it, bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm with my group. <laughs> you said that in the car. <laughs> I got out of here with the shit. And they then, weren't his group then, yet. Then, they then, weren't his group true, yet. True, but if he had listened to her and just walked out right then, he would have missed the whole opportunity with the dude coming up the wall. Oh, yeah. With a sign, he got to a contract. He in the car crying with Eleanor. Excuse the fuck out of her for being shell shocked. She had already been through this with the Esquires, <laughs> with the Brownsville boys, with, with the, the four clovers. To keep your so, boot fast at the motherfucking house. Don't be fucking with my energy, bitch. She, he is <laughs> fucking with her energy. Then why the fuck are you there? Keep your bad energy at the house. She's fuck. He's fucking with her energy. Okay. What, 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 he, she he fuck, bring you know who gave him that one hundred dollars to give to them? Her. He didn't have no fucking job. Where she work at? She running home. Wait, we talk about that later. (laughs) Get with the get with the gyms. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny how how you cut it off. (laughs) The sound went out. (laughs) So we can go ahead and get into the movie. So once again, it's on. Mima find the movie. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs again, to do that. Once, once again, again, it's on. on. <laughs> That's the shit. I love that you did that. Mima find the movie. Once. <laughs> once, once it's on. on. <laughs> what are you talking about? Think we've never done this before. <laughs> once it's on, it can happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the future. We have a bright future. That is my shit. One of us, one of us ain't going to make it, but we're going to have a bright future. <laughs> once again, it's <laughs> on. <laughs> So going back and listening to meme number 34, um, the five part beats movie review. Um, a lot of that shit can't be said today. <laughs> great, great show. We had two hours. We, we rocked it in 140 in an hour and 45. Can we get the intro? Oh, yeah. Give it together. If you listen to it on Patreon, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. We probably ordered an hour and 45 minutes in right now. I bullshit. <laughs> How do we do it? And we talked about other stuff too. We was playing music, and that no, probably didn't have nothing. No, all you did was uh, the commercial breaks on that one. And I didn't, we even didn't do, do commercial it. breaks. I just did like the the Johnny Mathis look because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go into the commercials because we had a lot of stuff we had to get into that we still didn't get into all of that stuff. So, shout out to Steady Mormon, yes. the show that never was. Um. So we had a conversation yesterday about my creativity mm-hmm. i don't look at myself as a creative in the same way that mm-hmm. y'all use y'all creativity as an outlet mm-hmm. i don't see myself as a creative i can't sing you've been doing pretty well but you sang on the show i don't dance you be you, you dancing on the show the shoulder rub you get the shoulder rub, sort of thing going mm-hmm. shoulder twerk um i don't color i don't draw i don't write anymore Unless it's unless it's essays, like that's my outlet. Writing papers for school. Yeah, it's an outlet. You can do it though. So you got to put your back into (laughs) having a conversation with Teddy Ted. Shout out to Teddy Ted, aka Carmen, about creativity and steady mom, and in the direction if I was going to do it, where I see it going. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't even be called steady mom anymore. What was the name? I forgot. Just can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> what excuse can I use? And 
everybody I know is steady mom and or steady dad in, in one way, shape, form, or fashion. Or popping off, not steady dad, and it's popping off. Popping off. Pop. Popping off. So I would want to talk to them about different things. So, yeah. Shout out to Steady Momming. Have you ever? You got to say it. Have you ever seen a Steady Mom? Steady Momming. But a while since we said that one. It's been years. Shout out to uh, Jay Uni for the dance moves for the uh, Back in the Middle song. Did you play the, I I would say if you played the song for her to see if she had the same reaction. Um, She doesn't. (laughs) She's going to turn that shit off. Nigga, put J-Rock on. That would be more along the lines of what she would say to me today would be uh, play Ikey or uh, play some J-Rock. No, not Flash? No. See? But she used to get down. Like, that used to be her Do we still have that video? I still have that video, of course. Lovely, lovely. Of course, I would never get rid of that. She, shout out. We don't even call her J-Uni anymore. We call her Bird. I call her Merlo. Name. Or uh, Cara- Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Jimmy and Carolina. Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> so this meme is sponsored by Billy Mullins Barbershop. Benny Mullins. Is it Benny? It's Benny. Benny Mullins Benny. Barbershop. Get the Johnny, Johnny Mathis look for $9.95. Look, look fresh like me, Kim Naki. And also, the two free fish sandwiches by Charnel. She's sorry the fish was bad was last. <laughs> <laughs> She's sorry that the fish was bad last week. But nobody, does fish, but nobody does fish like Charnel. Well, how you didn't know the fish was bad, Charnel? <laughs> like, fuck. You didn't smell it? <laughs> so as we watch the... Uh, as we watched. we did that last time too. Yeah, but, I said, but I said what you said. And you, I did. I just said what you, what you said. We just reversed it. <laughs> I said you didn't smell. You were like we just slimy. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, watching it today. Uh, so some things that we picked up. <clears throat> so I know you asked uh, about the Rolling Stones. Go ahead. So my question is: Would the Rolling Stone magazine really give a fuck? where niggas was because rolling stones doesn't really cater to black acts so would rolling stone be the magazine to ask where niggas was especially from an era where they wasn't fucking with niggas so what you're saying is it should have been like a word up magazine (laughs) or it could have been a jet it could have been an ebony Mm. these niggas was on the cover of time and Everybody in this room know that time wouldn't f- time wouldn't fuck <laughs> time wouldn't fuck with niggas <laughs> time. <laughs> so, with that being said, just taking that and Newsweek, being that they being that they was on Newsweek time and Rolling Stones, what the fuck does was that right? mean, but does that mean that they were better than the Temptations? <laughs> mm. I remember seeing Tim taste on the top. Well, then, no, no, because now I'm questioning if Time really gave a fuck about niggas because they have Flash. I mean, they have Bird and the Midnight Falcons on the cover as well. So we're not even going to do that. Yeah, so this groups, was- black groups that never were. Like, where are they now? Nigga, where were they back then? <laughs> hey, no, hey, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, do it, do it. 
Well, they now. Hey. hey. <laughs> bring that back around. <laughs> we have some great content segments back in the day. Patreon to go listen. www.patreon.com forward slash the mean podcast. I remember way back then. So did you uh, confirm, was that on Viv? That was a part of the crystal. It was not Aunt Viv, but one of the crystals looks exactly like light skin Aunt Viv, the replacement. I said no at first, and I looked at it, I'm like. It did look like Daphne a little bit, yeah. All right. But it wasn't her? No. And then I had to stop and think about. But if she was just an extra, would that pop up on her Wikipedia? Oh, it'll be on the IMBD. Yeah. It should be on there if she was credited. I don't think she was credited. They didn't even credit a JT's, JT's bitch. bitch. I mean, for I'm the for bitch. the majority of the movie, that was his bitch. <laughs> I've been waiting for a long, long time just to get off and throw my hands up high and live my life, live my life. Just to get off and throw my hands up high, 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 high. Show me the thing the morning. Oh, yeah. How come nobody knows what the fuck that nigga talked? That's my bitch. Show me the thing the morning. Oh, yeah. Summoning demons. <laughs> that boy was mumbling, but. So yeah, so uh, I pay for them titties. Get your own. Pay for the city. Watch the throne. It ain't safe in the city. You see what happened to Jimmy? Jimmy, <laughs> it's, it's been, been a, a long, long time. time. It was safe in the city since the five heartbeats dropped. <laughs> city been hot since. <laughs> because once it's on. <laughs> city ain't been the same since Jimmy got hit by that truck. The city ain't been the same since that shit between Jimmy and <laughs> Eddie Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> hey, yo, trash can. Go. <laughs> oh man. Double <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Double <laughs> 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 Somehow there didn't be a, a crossover between that. And the oh boy! Don't <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you trash. So yes, no, no, no trash. What you were picking up? No, a trash <laughs> is what he, what the fuck hit Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's real trash. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's ass. 
Rich and flipped up. He just picked him up and just put him in the back of that shit. Hey, did <laughs> it did, did it hit him hard enough to put some stank on it? No, it obviously didn't. And the whole body should be up two blocks up. <laughs> <laughs> he should have met her back up at the penthouse. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> you flew a long way. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Sometimes you can laugh about death. Think <laughs> somebody getting killed, but but it's, it's, it's Jimmy. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's the fact that he was posing for the Newport. Uh, that was what it was for me. Like you know the Newport, the Newport ads that they have, like in Essence magazines, because yeah. you never see a Newport ad anywhere else. I have never seen a Newport ad. In a in a magazine, except for black ones. You're right. Continue. And he's just, you know, they call it the Newport way of life, and niggas is like posing for real, like they ain't even got cigarettes. They just posing outside of they like the car and shit. Yeah, but really, the car's holding up. That's what he was doing. That nigga was (laughs) that nigga was posing for a Newport ad. Shit, Newport be taking your breath away for real. Take my (laughs) breath away. So yeah, so uh, we we mentioned or uh, yeah, we had the discussion uh, when Eddie made it after you know uh, running for his life with uh, Bobby Casanova, he got on stage, started singing, and then the mobsters pulled up. We talked about this. We and talked about this this morning, and then we talked about this this afternoon. Oh, when you went to go die in your car, um, <laughs> my eyes was hurting, but them wasn't real. Mobsters. No, you know who they might have been? The Highland Park Sorry. mobsters. <laughs> they might have been on Whistling River mobsters. On Covington, uh, what do you say? <laughs> on Covington Court. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> or oh, Whispery Wind Circle, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. So them wasn't no real mobsters because if they was real mobsters, I don't give you would have kept sliding because we'd have popped your motherfucking, <laughs> we'd have popped your grape. Or they should have, they should have spent the block at the goddamn chicken shack and shot that shit up. No, but if they was real mobsters, they'd have popped this fucking grape and there wouldn't have been nothing to stop him. And then everybody would have slid off stage after him because the. <laughs> Ain't got no life now. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, get him off stage. Get him off stage. Choir boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so pray over him. So here's my. I got. I got two theories here. Either two things happened. Either they felt like, hey, we already shot the fuck out of Bobby, so that's they enough. killed him. Well, no, 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 you didn't. They, well, they thought they killed him. We'll come, we'll bring that back around later. Mm. Or maybe they enjoyed the performance so much, they're like that was worth the price. That, that was worth the price they owe. Nigga, all, 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 all fifteen dollars. It's okay. I've seen a happen. movie called Jersey Boys, right? Mm. Based and it's a real life story. Ask Joe Pesci. He helped them get on. Mm. So, one of the members was seriously indebted to some bookies 
regardless of how much money y'all making as a group you pay me what you owe me right now i'm gonna blow your motherfucking brains out before y'all can go ahead and get on american bandstand and that's off rip so if you real about yours and you feel like these niggas have been cheating <laughs> they not gonna make it on stage no, and if you make it on stage you're not gonna fucking make it off and then to make it even worse so as the performance is over Eddie's not that far away from the curtain. You yoink that nigga back into reality. I know you riding off a high from, you know, performing <laughs> and getting your shit off <laughs> on the fucking talent show stage, but you got to come back to what the fuck you just left from. Back <clears throat> to life. Uh. Back to reality. And obviously you need it. So we about to give it to you. So however do you want it? However do you need it? How? So, I live at the top of the globe. With flash. <laughs> we'll play it like that. So, last question on that on that scene: How much money was on the table? It's only like seventeen dollars. I seen a bunch. <laughs> I seen him grab a fistful of dollars, like actual. Like six. Shout out to that movie. Yeah. But I seen him oh. grab like a fistful of dollars. It wasn't. It wasn't a five. It wasn't a ten. <laughs> it was. But oh. they was broke at that point from like because they shot the movie in reverse. Mm -hmm. So they were broke, and there was no money to put on the table <laughs> at that point. Can't use no monopoly money either. Like, hey, how much money you got on you? Hey, right. you get that two dollars. Yeah. You got man, you ain't got no money. Right. Oh yeah, so we ain't paid you yet. Nobody had any money to put on the table. I think it was principles. Pleasure principle. I'm not getting no pleasure out of shooting you, but <clears throat> I still ain't gonna get paid. I think it was about. I think it was about a principality. No, I, I I totally respect that. But if you really get to the crux. but, am I gonna shoot and am I gonna chase a nigga down for five dollars? Also, keep this in mind too. He broke the window. That's a very expensive window that he. And broke. not only that, <laughs> and and then let me just remind y'all that what you're doing here is highly illegal. So you can't tell nobody. So you can't. And if you shoot this nigga, and he go tell somebody if he survive, or you shoot this nigga, you kill him. They know it's you. What I mean, what's your defense? You shot him over because he cheated and got five dollars. Boy, dollars. My mob. Respect. And the black mob don't get no respect. No, that's a white dude in there. I thought he was the original gangster. No, that's an old black guy with gray hair. You're talking about the light skinned dude? That was all light skinned niggas. I thought the white man. It was all <laughs> light skinned old niggas. That's one of them Italians. Nah. Nah, Eddie wouldn't have made it if it was Tony Baloney, but because <laughs> then he get off right there. <laughs> Tommy Bellotti. And then they get with a goddamn with a meat cleaver in the head right there. <laughs> yeah, if they was real Have you seen the Soprano? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not play. I'm not gonna say that because that's gonna play five dollar games on poker. <laughs> it's gotta be real money only. Twenties and up, please. Twenty thousand and up, I can talk about. If you wanna live. So uh, why is this boy named Jimmy Potter and ain't got no magic? <laughs> what did I tell you? What'd you say? This morning. What'd you say? Um, that's Harry Potter granddaddy. <laughs> True wizardry with no wizardry. Yeah. So so he was a what's called a no because he kept disappearing. So so was he a what's called a muggle? 
A who? He's a, a muggle. muggle. What is Regular muggle? nigga. Oh, okay. No magic ass nigga. Muggles. Sounds like niggas. Anyway. Sounds <laughs> just like niggas. <laughs> um, let's not uh, negate the fact that Jimmy had a did have a good magic of taking niggas to Big Red <laughs> to get tired. <laughs> To, to, to then get washed <laughs> and fucked over. Yes. So there was some magic there. He brought you to the Grand Wizard. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> literally, he can only take you so far. And literally, literally <laughs> you seen Big Red had the magic. He opened, he closed the the apple and did this shit, and then opened that shit back up. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> with that nigga with the goddamn what that nigga it was Shazam. <laughs> The razzle down. No, not not even Shazam, but hit the nigga with that slithering back. Oh well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and we gonna leave you nigga slithering. <laughs> so what, what? So he would be so big. Red is actually uh what? Professor Snape. Pene- oh, Professor Snipe. They picking niggas off garbage trucks. Or picking niggas up. Up, up and away. <laughs> oh, man. True wizardry. Black wizardry. wizardry. <laughs> Black wizardry. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, shout out to uh, Jimmy Potter not living up to his name. <laughs> nah, they, they sent that nigga to the Potter's house. <laughs> <laughs> the church. <laughs> He felt like going home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that was that. a good one. You got Yeah. So he didn't do like his cousin's tick and go down the dark occultic path. He went the Potter House route. Next day Religion. delivery. <laughs> Religious route. Hmm. All right. So my next question about the talent show and then we'll move on is and I, I how long was that fucking song? Oh <laughs> Splash. So in the time that let's, let's review that. So in the time of uh Are You Ready for Me by Flash and Everybody Sparks. The first talent show to open up the movie. Yes. So Bobby uh I'm sorry, there was a card game. Eddie jumped out of a window, mm-hmm. they ran seventeen blocks, Bobby got shot in the leg, then he got hit by a car. Then the first verse ended. <laughs> the first verse. <laughs> you know how I feel about you. Something that I just can't hide. And, 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 and also keep in mind, that's just Bobby and... uh. That's just uh, Bobby and Eddie. This has nothing to do with JT uh, taking old girl to the edge of erotica. <laughs> JT, uh, <laughs> JT found... Yeah, what did he do before JT, that? JT he scoped that, out four saying, different bitches. <laughs> Like, like saw seventeen pussies, then called old girl to come back because he got de- he got rejected by six. Because yes. Flash took it. He was like, "Oh, okay, you her? I got you." <laughs> old foot fucking Flash. <laughs> hey, Flash ass would have gotten canceled today. <laughs> we we do a parody movie about this. Like Flash even to figure out which J- well, which woman JT was looking at. He trying to fuck with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's slanging his dick and his hitting bitches in the face. Are you looking at this dude? 
No, no, we don't. We don't do that. <laughs> we, we don't do that. He <laughs> competitive. He's like, ain't no way you gonna get no shine over here. <laughs> hey, go on, go on. It's almost over. <laughs> So by the time uh by the time JT made uh old girl nut <laughs> like twice, we were at the end of the second course. <laughs> so this is by fact the, the longest song I've heard in my life. With one verse. <laughs> nigga got shot. Nigga, <laughs> how many verse. times did they say niggas niggas yum yum give me some are you ready for love? Are you ready for love? I can show you brand new. Hey, there was an instrumental dance break in that bitch too, where they didn't do shit but talk about. Are you ready? This was like, you know, Flash was ready. This shit like twenty minutes. I've been waiting such a long time for a girl like you. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the longest songs in history. Yes. Um, also, Duck really wrote. We haven't finished yet. At that point, he wrote the whole song. Uh, old girl had sang it. The song was still going. So that song was extremely and exceptionally long. And <clears throat> okay, McQuarrie boy read the Bible, the whole Bible. <laughs> Started on his death notes. <laughs> Bobby was the first one on there. <laughs> and then my other question. Yeah, I'm trying to be rock. My other question <laughs> was, gotta go. was, was Eddie diabetic? Oh, yes. Why did he have on a life alert bracelet while he was gambling? Or was it so his body could be easily identified because was he was out here living wild and foul? He was heavy in the game. So, so he didn't know where Bobby was, but he knew where he was. He had his bracelet on. I'm right here. <laughs> Bring it! What we right here? We right here. We right here. We right here. We right So they got the um, fast forward. So they get the contract. Uh-huh. So Eddie uh, or uh, Jimmy gives them back the hundred dollars. Like, hey guys, you didn't win the talent show. This is the the future talent show. And then um, the guy comes back, uh, Fat Keenan. Fat Keenan comes in. Fat Keenan from We're going to stay with 34. that. Fat Keenan came in and was like, hey, guys, uh, the, the, the manager loves you. He wants to sign to a contract. Contract? Owner? Yes, yes. <laughs> but we never heard the stipulations of this contract. So Eddie proceeds to give Jimmy back the $100 and say, hey, it's business. No, he didn't give the money back. I thought it. he gave the money back. I he, did. he didn't give it back. He passed that shit out. <laughs> No, he, he said, said no, he talked to our dresser, manager. No, no, he, before that, when uh, he gave him $100, and he, he was, was like, like, Yeah, this is business. He was like, Now I'm saying he gave it back, said, This is business. Now I'm saying, I know he said, This is business. As he, because dresser was like, Oh man, don't take that man's money. He was like, No, nah, they kept that. I thought he gave it back when the they, the, the, uh, the contract. No. no, I thought he gave the money back. Because if you look at it, I think he did I, give I, the I money Eddie back. Left to go buy drugs right after that. No, <laughs> I, I need this. He said, I don't need this. No, Eddie kept that. They kept that. They kept that money. 
I want to say he gave that money back. He did not. Because Eleanor was happy. He's like, oh, shit, we get getting $100. Back. No, Eleanor was happy because he was like, you need to take this up with our new manager. And as he said that, he folded the money. He paid his dues. He gave me $20. So my whole thing with that scene. So let's go back to that scene. So why, why was she so immediately happy? She said, oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. None of that ever happened. I'm about to I'm about to be rolling in dough because they've made it to that point before they've never taken the ride when niggas got successful but that's the that's what I'm saying so why is she sitting there getting all excited for when she knows where this is going to end she should have been like mm. we've been here before too huh. we haven't finished yet yeah, that would have been a good rebuttal by uh, Jimmy desperate so why didn't uh so we'll, we'll, I'm gonna say this and then we're gonna get into Jimmy's L's. Uh, why didn't Jimmy promote his own solo sax career? That was a question I had for you earlier. So you thought he was killing it? Well, when they were uh when uh what's not like Kenny G? When Eddie know? became pro life. <laughs> not talked about enough. When Eddie became a pro lifer, the the sax that was playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Was Jimmy getting loose? Oh, put loose head ass nigga. But um, yeah. Why didn't he promote his own career? We gonna be uh, put out album with Quincy Jones or some shit? Back on the block. <laughs> block. Well, it was sixty eight, so it'd be on the block for the first time at that time. Once it's on. <laughs> so, uh, hey, what block was that? <clears throat> Yeah, we'll never, never say that mind. for the Quincy show. Never <laughs> fucking mind because that's once it's on the music streets, the musical, the musical streets. Like I'm tired. So uh, I'm gonna say this also. I know you brought this up too. What royalties did Flash have that was important? Not Flash. Why you keep calling yeah. that nigga Flash? Bird. What royalties did Bird have that was so important? Uh, the nigga obviously wanted to check from that uh, the one hit single he had. But he was getting his royalty. Well, he was getting some. Probably wasn't getting all of them. So he probably needs some more. He probably went broke because he can't get that second hit. So it becomes very frustrating. We see the five heartbeats with the five heartbeats party, and their whole album just went went a uh, goddamn gold first week. But like, that like, nigga didn't break. have a album. My point exactly. Hey, Big Red, why ain't Holly Duck to come rock some shit for us? Why you not pushing our shit the same way? Have you heard uh, or have you heard our song? Like didn't I've been just, pushing you. Didn't I, you just I, talk all that shit got... earlier about when I brought to you the idea that maybe Duck could have wrote for Flash and Jimmy was just looking to pick up other talent to manage? Yes, I, I stole that from that. Oh, okay. Damn, I gotta stop giving <laughs> you niggas ideas. Are you sitting on the show? No, I was gonna bring it. Oh, up. I thought you already said it on the show. Bye, no, bye, bye, bye. no, we we talked about that earlier. I hadn't recorded it yet. My bad, my bad. We'll bring it back over now. Yeah, we'll I, I stole around. that from Fee. Yeah, we'll bring it around. So get into Jimmy's L's. Ooh, they are plentiful. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do any. I do account because I felt very bad for Jimmy as, as I changed my perspective on what was going on and came up with the character of Beta Max. I decided. Not to count Jimmy's L's, but we can count Jimmy's L's. That's perfectly fine. So, boom, starting off in the very beginning, no contract, very bad. Your word and your handshake is good, good enough, enough for me. me. No, it's so not. maybe Eleanor was protecting her assets from a nigga who just refuses to do business right. Very true. 
Or why she's like, hey, you need an assistant. You need a business assistant. If you can't talk this nigga into getting paperwork on his acts, you can't force him to get an assistant. Plain and simple. That nigga also, let's break this down. When he got into the office with Big Red and Big Red was like, yo, any other contractual adjustments you want to make would probably be minor. So let's strike the deal now. He was like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, go fix the contract to reflect the shit we just talked about before I put my name on it. Jimmy signed that shit anyway. Like, Eleanor was in the right here. I will, I will give Eleanor, of course, is in the right. I'm just giving, giving shit to Eleanor. But yes, Eleanor was in the right. Jimmy was a terrible businessman, terrible manager. So we had the first L coming up to him. Hey, if you don't win, I'll give you the $100. That's stupid because you took away all the incentive of me doing the show. D- of me doing the show. So I can have that doing no matter what I'm getting out. So thanks, Jimmy. Correct. So boom. Then another L. He got his feelings all hurt with uh when the witch got took the money. But you offered. Exactly. And it's business. It's business. What do you expect him to say? Like, oh, he, he expected <laughs> he expected them to be like like what dress would say, oh, give his money back. He's like, hey, yeah. And then and he's like, nah, it's business. He's like, oh. And so, then and then let me and then let me be clear. Was Sarge working with them before? No, because the very next scene is when it, they introduced. Them. So exactly, what did you do? You didn't work with them before they re went to that talent show. You didn't work with them in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Y'all just yeah, showed yeah, up yeah. again. No, I just I just I'm trying to think back to it. Mm-mm, I don't see anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. So, what do they do? Nothing. Play. So, boom. Um, other L. They when they show up at the house. A, you didn't tell Eleanor. Yeah, four niggas come to the house. First of all, don't have strange niggas sitting in my fucking living room. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the niggas. And also, and I got young hoes in here. And you know who else wasn't there? Eddie. Eddie was there. No. Oh no, not the first time. No, no, I'm sorry. We skipped the scene. That that was the first L when uh when uh Tanya and uh Duck met. Eddie wasn't there. Eddie, he was there. No, he, he was sitting in the back. That's the second fucking, time. Oh, okay. The first time with but, uh, Sarge. Yeah, that was he was there with Sarge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he was there for Sarge, but he went there the first time. Because he was like, Oh, I don't know where Eddie is, uh, I don't know where yet. Mm. So you should know then Eddie gonna be a problem. So you ain't showing up to your ver- your first meetings. Mm-hmm. Like, but Eddie didn't got you in the door, so we let that shit slide. Eddie didn't get you in the door. Eddie was using that five dollars, but that's what he was doing. It, they got twenty a piece. Oh, that's right, it's twenty. I'm thinking they got twenty dollars, and they had to break it down five ways. No, it's hundred. But um, yeah, even that is it's just business. Cool. So I still got to show up. So he should know then. Okay, he talked about the business shit, but he ain't showing up to me. He's gonna be a problem. We don't know. <gasps> Eddie might have been in trouble. He might have used that 20 to go, go talk to the mobsters and he might have got held up. So let's so pay let's back. let's pay him some grace. Okay. So Jimmy's uh, other L when he goes back into uh the room with uh Eleanor talking about what's wrong. Bitch, we just talked about it. Last time you saw me, I told you what was wrong with me. Why you come back here talking about what's wrong? Then, oh, I got such a great feeling about these boys. So you already don't have the the um confidence. Force. The, the hindsight to look back and say, hey, yeah. what went wrong here? Yeah. And, and how can I fix it? 
I'll keep making the same mistake. So another L. Over and over and over again. Over and Until over you leave me. Again. I try to tell myself that we could never be more than friends. Now, so back to the scene where Sarge is introduced. You didn't tell a uh, dresser that you bring a Sarge in to help with the choreography off to, a, off to the side, like I said before. Hey, bro. But I want to take that L back from Jimmy. I mean, he still got to hold an L in a sense regarding this, but I want to take that L away from Jimmy because Jimmy did not know how trash of a fucking choreographer Dresser was until they went back and did that fucking talent show. Hey, and everybody was doing separate moves. Did you see that shit? Like, Oh yeah, he was doing the splits. Yeah, everybody, everybody was doing something. The choir boy was roboting over in the front. Like everybody, everybody, everybody was doing something fucking different. Like it, it, it. So at that point, he was like, "Yo," and 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 you don't know how to gauge that with a nigga that you don't even fucking know. But that's an L right there. You don't know these niggas. Yeah, you don't know these niggas. But if you with the managers, it shouldn't matter. If you would have took the time to get to know them during that during the periods in between okay, talent that, shows. That one month. Yeah. So so again, he's got to hold a L in one way, shape, or form or fashion. But I respect him for bringing in Sarge because Dresher did not have the moves. So he needed vanity in his life. Yeah. Could you teach Tell me, me some moves? Found the place. Hey, you can't get out anymore. So, Dresser should have joined the Last Dragon. Uh, got some moves, but he didn't have any. Do you, he just kept spinning around in a circle? Here we go around in circles. <laughs> and he's a running man. He's a running so, man. So, and and here's and here's how I know that it's it was trash. I know I can do the the beats that he did. Like No, nigga. So. Also, just like uh, so there was this little about to be a skirmish, as we said on the show. There was a skirmish, yeah. And as I said on the show, also Jimmy smoothly backed away. Was, that was the spin move. Yeah. So if you have this old drunk gentleman coming in, coming toward uh, your artist, talking about kicking his ass, that your mouth is over your ass, can't get you out of. First of all, okay. Hey, 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 hey. Let me do that here, Sarge. Uh, he's gonna show you some dance moves. Everything will be all fine. What does he do? Spins Shit. out the way, yeah. <laughs> but Eleanor was laughing too. It was all funny until that came with upside dresser head. <laughs> so what if? So what if Sarge would have beat the fuck out of Dresser? Then I would, I would have to dress the other heartbeats when I jump in. Heartbeats, front, front and center. center. Now Sarge is a part of the five heartbeats. <laughs> now <Yeah>. he's Dresser. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, hey, uh, we're gonna have to hide this body. So I can't go to jail. Where you gonna hide it at? Shit, we're gonna find we're gonna find some way somehow. Before they found Big Red. So they, they probably would have gave it to Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do this for me and we're gonna go ahead and lock into this contract early. Show him dresser. <laughs> no, really show him dresser. Yeah, show him dresser. <laughs> he ain't alive no more. <laughs> he ain't a dresser somewhere. 
right. so, there would have been his final dressing. <laughs> so he would have been at the Potter's house. Right. In the Potter's exactly. house. <laughs> the Potter's house would have been the Potter's house. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> been taking him to the Potter's house from the Potter's exactly. house. Weekend at Bernie's. No weekend with dresser. <laughs> That man looks like he's dead. No, he's not. <laughs> Look at him dance. Do, 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 do. Why do y'all have those sticks connected to him? He doesn't move on his own. What, what was that old? What was the old comedian like had like the puppets and shit? Yeah, they were dancing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Used to be a comedian had these puppets on his street. Oh, I know who I can't remember his name. <laughs> that nigga he went from oh, he was yet alive and now he's yeah. dead. All right. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Oh, so go to the big talent show. As I said on the other show, you have the a whole group sitting right there talking very loudly. <laughs> and you're allowed to keep just sit there watching your whole performance and y'all in the competition. That was a very smart. We get to the show we talked about earlier him stopping duck to take the l for him we talked about that one that was commendable even though it wasn't all you do is say hey go get your goddamn manager <laughs> it could have been solved right there or if he was a g hey duck go stand over by the piano and you go you want to play the piano yeah we're gonna make sure it go it go down yeah matter of fact, I'm, I'm, we got security you stand by the piano you knock the nigga out of the way go right that's what happened anyway <laughs> So, so that show how Duck had more initiative right there. So, boom. Um, after that, you run up on a, you run up on your, your table, your boys. You got a Big Red talking to your boys. You know who Big Red is, but you approach him with a smile, and you say his name with affection. Jimmy's been a long time. That was Big Red to Jimmy. I talking about right. Jim. He talked about Red. No, he's not. He said. Big, Big red. red. Like, and he had a smile on his face. This nigga bootlegs his old artist. And you know about all his shiesty dealings, but you cheesing on this nigga face. Big red. L, and then and, but Eleanor also has to take an L. Bitch, you put your hand out to be kissed. No, she probably put her hand out to, to be shaken. No, when no, you do this. this. <laughs> And then he hit her with the French. You knew what he French. said. You knew what he said. So, so, so you're saying that uh, she would been real if she hit her with the, uh, the head nod. What up? <laughs> What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? So, uh, so the L right there uh, for not uh, telling Big Ray to get the fuck out, fuck away from my, my, my boys and shit. Uh, he also did. He acted like he didn't want to tell because uh, Eleanor. Had to pick, oh, uh, well, Jimmy has something very important to tell you guys. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I tell you, uh, this Saturday we're gonna record our first single. Bitch, you can just tell him that shit. Act like you didn't want to tell him and shit. I'll go ahead and tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I fuck it. Right. I'll tell him on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing tomorrow? And then I have, <laughs> would that have even come up if they had won that talent show? <laughs> Jimmy was like, "Hey, pay for this shit." <laughs> No, nah, it probably, it probably. And then why did uh, he make Duck exert and waste all that energy writing? We haven't finished yet. If y'all were just gonna give them the the pressing of "I've got nothing but love for you," 
what I thought it was at the time was he had to write the beat side to that record. Hmm? That's the only thing I can come up with. You know well, I mean? then you wouldn't say single. A single is one, one song. With instrumental and acapella. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember those days. Dun, dun, dun. But um, I think yeah, he had to write the B side. I guess we haven't finished The B side would have been the acapella and the instrumental. And the instrumental. That was they weren't doing that back in the day. Yes, they were. They were doing acapella instrumentals. They you could have all, you could have the long version of it on the, the A side, version. and then the B side would be um, just the beat. But I know some uh, some do have B sides with another song on it. I haven't seen them. Well, an example of that was more the eighties, but um. The B-side to Jesus, which song of Purple Rain? Which song but of Purple Rain? But that's the had a, 80s. I, I just said it was the 80s. In the, in the 50s and 60s, they weren't doing that. I want to easily combat that, but I just can't think off the top of my head, so I'll let you have that. Thank you. Right. For now. Well, I think it went off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll bring it back when you got it. Thank you. I said all the 45s of them all got in the house. We can't think of one. <laughs> Damn shame. Anyway, um... Mm-hmm. We talked about the we talked about the other show, the L, where he went to the, the the white record label. They pulled out the five horsemen. All of a sudden, they went across the street to Big Red immediately. <laughs> like there wasn't like eighty seven thousand record companies back then, or he could start his own record label. Could call Sam. Could call somebody. Because that shit done. Sam. No, Sam was dead by then. Never mind. Um, record label. We talked about the publishing. He gave away uh, Ducks Publishing. Hmm. Without a without even a, a fight, <laughs> think about it. But then, then he said, "Only uh, thing he really cared about was his options as a manager." Oh, so that was his options as a manager. Those are his yeah. options. That, that didn't have was, nothing uh, to do with um, publishing. None of that had anything to do with the group. He was concerned about his standings as a manager. So that is why Big Red said, "I'm sure that any contract you have on these boys is locked tight." So pause. He said six one-year options. Correct. The year was 1968. Correct. All that shit popped off with big with, uh, with him and Jimmy was in 72, 73? No, it was in the early 70s. I want to say 70. I want to say 70, 70, 71. That's what I said, yeah. No, about that, three years later. Oh, wait, wait. When did uh when did the witch call happen? Back in the middle. That was 72? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. And he was dead by then. So really he had like <laughs> two, <laughs> two one-year options. <laughs> So, so I want to say about three years in. So here's my thing with, the, with he said six six one year options. Mm-hmm. You know how that works, right? No. So it's six one year options. Who gets the option to leave or who gets the option to pick? That was never discussed. If it's six one year options and Big Red gets to decide, yeah, they get the fuck out of here. You can't say shit about it. It's in the contract. And that's probably where it played in with uh, Eddie Kane. Pretty much. Because he can opt, because if Big Ray can opt out any time, no matter what, what Jimmy say. But if the option, but if Jimmy can opt out, then that's different, right? So I, I think it was in Big Red's favor, and that's why he pulled what he pulled. So another L for Jimmy for not paying attention to his own goddamn contract negotiation. Um, he didn't control. Like I, I think him and him and uh, Eddie could have sat down and had a conversation, and would have solved a lot of things. I know Monroe was there getting on his head. And doing but I feel as if there was no speaking since into Eddie at that point. 
at what and that's the, they didn't really show it at what point did the, the split happen they didn't really show like something that actually happened it was just like oh Eddie started getting high and then it was he came in the show and that's it, it and that's it so you never can pinpoint exactly at what point stardom starts to have that effect on somebody boom sorry so the whole world is an ashtray for eddie kane Kane. at that point he's now high on himself and drugs so that's the point where him and jimmy split happened so that is not just that wasn't just a split between him and jimmy that was also a split between him and the heartbeats that was also a split between him and baby doll he had a split with reality Damn, Eddie. And once a person splits like that, there's really not no talking sensical to them. I want to bring something back around from the documentary. Mm-hmm. The part where the, um, the ad lib that Eddie Kane did on the award scene. Mm-hmm. So they were showing in the documentary like different scenes that were didn't make the movie. One being um, the Bobby Casando. We'll talk about that part later. But one they showed where we're talking about how um, I would mean, say uncontrollable or how he was kind of unraveling uh, Michael Wright on the set mm-hmm. was with the ad lib he did like when they had the scene where they're get, getting the award on the movie he's just he's like oh, thank you thank you very much and that's all it was but there's a, a there's a version of it and they showed it on the documentary where he's like like see dad I am shit and I was like damn that should have been a fucking movie because that would have been powerful and shit it, it acted emotional depth to show that hey I'm still struggling with trying to live up to my father's uh to show my father i am shit tied into approval yeah get his approval to tie into all that stuff so i thought they should have kept that scene but i also understand with how they shot that scene how do you force that part in right because it was like the music was going on all that stuff going on Mm -hmm. so i want to bring that part back up now back to jimmy's else (laughs) so what part did i leave up on Royalty, oh, not royalty, but uh, options. Options, yeah. boom. So they signed a deal, they get big, boom, boom, boom. So another thing I noticed about the movie, it took them about an hour for them to get to the point where, oh, they started making it. Jimmy was dead in 18 minutes after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm thinking, I was like, damn, what happened after the part when uh, they signed a contract? I was like, oh, yeah, everything kicked off. So a lot of L's we didn't see in, in, in that part. So... The next time we see Jimmy was at the concert. So when uh, when Eddie showed up late, or or either that Flash, the situation with, with Flash. Flash. So that situation, why do you pull Eddie to the side or get somebody to get Eddie? Hey, hey, Duck, hey, Dresser, hey, Choir Boy, hey, JT, get one of y'all four other five heartbeat members. Get this other nigga, please. He's uncontrollable. But just like uh, in the scene before with the, with the manager that he asked for, that he never tried to get it again. He didn't follow up. And he didn't try. Take the L. Then you have him sitting up there um, allowing Choir Boy to sing lead. He's in there watching Flash instead of trying to figure out where the fuck Eddie is. Another L. Then, next time we see Jimmy, he's in Big Red's office looking at uh, Open Apples and getting away his legal plans. Looking at Open Apples. <laughs> Pause, my nigga. No. What's with Open Apples? Open apples. Open asses. We call asses apples now? Yeah. Well, apple yeah. bottoms. Bonita, Bonita apple bottom. 
Bonita, Bonita, Bonita. Since both of y'all gave me two separate examples at the exact same time, I will I will pause myself. <laughs> <laughs> so he was looking at uh, Big Red Open and Apple. We the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So it was two separate examples. That was the that was the great part at the exact same time. Anyway, so Gateway's whole legal plan. Wait, wait. First off, he walked in there talking about, hey, what was so important that we couldn't wait till tomorrow? Me and Eleanor had plans. Well, then you should have stuck with them. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, you know what it's called? Boundaries. Hey, I really need to come over here. Nigga, I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> like, I don't have to show up. I'll be here tomorrow. Because I've, your office hours are from nine to five. five. So and obviously, so, bi- so obviously, <laughs> bitch, if you not bird, you know, <laughs> you're well aware of what his office hours are. So, so since you know you're not bird, he should know what time it was. Because <laughs> once again, it's <laughs> so <laughs> he's trying to show that motherfucker what time it was. <laughs> so boom, walks in. He he didn't he didn't establish boundaries. L, he gets in there. He's talking about hey, I'm talking about buying you out. You got your fucking mind. Pause. I'm giving you the opportunity to make some money, like like Big Red said. Like I have no contract your your pockets, pockets. and I completely agree Mm. with. I know this is gonna sound villainous and fucked up, but hear me out. It's not. I agree with Big Red. You don't actually have a contract still on even at this point. You don't have a contract and you're four years in with these niggas. You still don't have a contract. You're still working off of a verbal agreement and a handshake. Because I because I trust my boys. Well, all of your boys obviously ain't to be trusted. All your boys weren't there at your house. You should talk about the one who was not there. Which where was he at? Was at Big Red's house. And he probably put the most trust in Eddie because Eddie was the one that came out and said you need to speak to our manager. Damn. Like that hell. Mm. So boom. He then proceeds to tell Big Red about himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some shit you should have kept to yourself. Um, you know he hung niggas out the you know what? I appreciate and him that's the, and No, and that's the most egregious part of all of it because, I mean, first of all, I'm not Burr. Bitch, now you put my business out here. So so that tells me, oh, 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 so you know about Bird. And then you say, I'm going to take your ass to court. So you tell me about an assault that I did, and then you, you bring kn- up court. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you know more. You know too much. You, you're doing too much. You know what you want. You're doing too much. <laughs> What you know and what you act upon are two, two different things. things. So you proceed to tell him the whole legal plan, tell him what he's going to spew out. So Big Red just opened up his apple, unleashed a, unleashed a Slytherin spell, got the nigga the fuck out of here, call, call the garbage man up, handle that. So the final. Y'all niggas going to make me. So the final L that uh, Jimmy took, well, no, besides him standing like a Newport man, <laughs> I was by the car, <laughs> was when. Big Red said, and I quote, after Jimmy said, this is between me and you. Mm-hmm. He said, maybe. maybe. So let me pause for a second. Kim Nice Keister. 
Knock him ass. <laughs> okay, me ass. If you were in said situation, and somebody said that to you, like, hey, it's between me and you, and you're like, maybe, what are you going to do? We shall see. <laughs> you'll, call, you'll call your garbage truck first. Have <laughs> 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 the next to your car. <laughs> I, I would say, I'd like this. It'll be on. Now it's a threat. Is it once again on? Now, I would proceed to throw hands because now you're disrespecting. You disrespect my wife. Talking about my wife. Disrespect my wife. Nigga say. So, so it's like uh, Eddie, step outside real quick. Let me handle this between me and him, and then we're gonna be throwing hands. So. So I he, he ain't got his he ain't got his bodyguards around, so I can't. It's just me and you, and Eddie. Eddie, I handle shit. <laughs> so you gotta handle that situation right there. You'll die anyway. Die with die die with some dignity. I die like a man. Oh, you probably wouldn't even like if you would have watched them. Then now it's like okay, now I gotta move. We gotta move. Me and Eleanor, right, gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta die anyway. <laughs> so again, I, we gotta move. Ain't gonna be no. We gonna go check out a couple of sets down at the uh, at the bar. Ain't gonna be no. I'm just gonna be outside. I'm, we gotta we gotta move. Watch this nigga. Well, hey, it's another thing I thought of. Jimmy could stay in the house. They live in a high rise. They they can't get to him up there. Um. B. Think about the course of action. Once he said. Once again, it's one. No. Once he said. I'm not bird. Mm-hmm. You've just closed negotiations. There, but that, 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 <laughs> because you let off with the most egregious yeah. thing. Yeah, you, you, you can start like, hey, I know you still, I know you still moving like some old artist. Because that technically <laughs> ain't even assault. It, it doesn't matter that he brought him back up. Yeah. That's attempted murder. I heard you do payola. And then you're I, like, and I'm not bird. Oh shit! Not just, <laughs> not only I know you do payola. I have a list of DJs. <laughs> oh, you been you been investigating though. You been feds. Okay. So again, yeah, you gotta get washed. You are heavily into my business. Heavily into my business, and I'm not here for it. Yeah. So at that point, when he was like, "You trying to muscle me?" As a friend, I'm trying to put some money in your into pocket. your pockets. Pause. Breathe. That's gonna work out. Either we're gonna fight here, we'll fight later. We'll die here, we'll die later. Mm-hmm. Big round, take that check. Uh, yeah. So you get about a hundred thousand, you not walk away. Take the money back to Eleanor. Hey, baby, we go. We'll go out to eat, have a nice little, a little dinner. Let's go to Paris. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? You know what? I, I talked to the heartbeats. You know what? I, 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 I just want to spend my time with you. Like you know, you know, Big Red trying to fuck. You know what? I, 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 get, I get you away from this. <laughs> He's been very disrespectful. Yeah, big Red trying to fuck. I mean, but he was. <laughs> he was. So, so I, I decided it's, it's too much disrespect going on. You know what? Um. Uh, and you know what? You can, you can spit it how you want to spit it. You, you know what? I thought about what we talked about over these years. You know what? I would rather spend time with you like the old days. Uh, you work on your business, uh, uh, grooming these chicks, and then uh, I just don't sit the house. And that's when she, <laughs> and that's when she would hit, hit him with, I've been fucking dresser. <laughs> or JT. Or JT. And JT. Hey, no. I've been fucking dresser. I've been and fucking or. dresser on the dresser. <laughs> 
and Brenda's got a baby. Brenda. But <laughs> <Got> a... <laughs> I don't even know she got a <laughs> And I want a divorce. So now she's gonna take half a uh, majority of that money he just got. So either way, Jimmy was fucked. <laughs> so Jimmy had a lot of L's, but the final L was the most egregious. Take the money. And run. Just walk away. You ain't got to run when you take the money. You just walk off. We walk off confidently. You do what everybody wants. Technically, when you're dealing with Red and you know the type of motherfucker he is, you take the money and you run. Yeah, because obviously, I said, you knew him beforehand. Exactly. So maybe in 10 years, you see him again, it'd be very... But, but, but I would like to go back to something that we brought up on episode 34. Mm-hmm. Meme 34. Meme 34. You did not stop and check with any other record label. She went to A&B earlier. You could have went to Mo. You could have went to Motown. With Burry, right? Could went to Stacks over to Memphis. You could have pl- went to Chess Records. With the Chess, the, the, the mad different things you can. You didn't go. You didn't go to Motown. You could have went to Sonar. Look at us knowing all these record labels from back in the gap. Jimmy didn't know. Obviously. <laughs> oh God. I Oh, maybe he just didn't want to do the work. He's like, damn, I feel like driving all the way out there to get he got down. He's probably that's lazy. lazy management, right? How much money did Big Red actually give Jimmy in his in his uh, expense accounts? Yeah, because like, right? but you don't, and he didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, he glossed over that part. Your expense Your? account. So no, no, he tried to throw him off. Talk about your two sets of books. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not in one of those books. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't one of them. Either the real or the fake. But you got the bread. Look where y'all live at. You live in a condo and you don't have a contract on these boys. <laughs> they can leave you at any time. You live in a condo and you floor. don't have a contract. So legally, I shouldn't even be giving you paychecks. So as a but friend, he was putting money in his pockets. In his pockets. Hmm. So and then good. he was trying to give him some money for the long term. I'm gonna need to buy you out. Jimmy lost. You didn't get them on American Bandstand. You ain't got to get them on Jet. You don't want to get them no cars. You ain't do none of that. You just getting paid. What you is you doing? Nothing but get paid. He just going on a road with him. I mean, Back and Eddie and Eddie wasn't wrong. You're not doing nothing but getting paid. Yes, you Pay, playing your saxophone at night. You yes, you um. Actually, I just thought about something too. Jimmy fucked up because technically Jimmy could have got more money. Mm-hmm. Jimmy wanted to be their manager, but he never specified what type of manager. There's a business manager a and a road, road manager. manager. So Nick got twenty percent. If he just and technically he was just the road manager. Definitely, yeah. Red was doing the business. Well, yeah, he well he handed that over to Big Red. Yes, that's where that's where he could have showed his true stuff if he did that. True powers. Well, we can go ahead and get into the third segment: meme conspiracy theories. What ifs? All right. So the dark matters of Bobby Casanova. So 
You want to break that one down? You want me to do it? What you do? Go ahead, sir. Of course you want me to do it. All right. So, boom, Bobby, Bobby, my husband <laughs> in the lobby. So, boom, as we saw uh, Bobby Casanova's, uh, as we thought at the time, untimely demise after getting shot in the leg and then getting uh, flipped over a, a Buick Skylarker or whatever the fuck that was. Um, it was a heavy car. Yeah, it was very heavy. And then he had two, uh, one shot leg and a broken leg. And we didn't see him again after that. So as we stated in the first show, there was a, another script that had uh, Bobby being the um, uh, being a uh, solo artist and doing the uh, Bobby Bobby My Husband's in the Lobby song. But us here at the meme, we think very differently. We say, hey, Bobby didn't die. So he's still somewhere in the universe. And he was a very evil person. You could tell by a smile when uh matter, matter of fact, I think Bobby's the one that told uh A to cheat in that car game. I thought about that too. So so as we thought about it, it was like, what if Bobby Casanova was the actual evil villain that caused a lot of the evilness that happened throughout the movie? Mm. So that's interesting. That's, Go on, everybody. So we already talked about the beginning part with the whole car game that was of course set up by Cass- uh Bobby Casanova. Um I'm pretty sure that he had a hand in uh, Bird and the Midnight Falcons, and he probably told them that they were going to be there at that uh, at, the, at, at what time they're going to be there, so they could be there watching them. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that would tie in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, he got with well, who won who won the second uh, talent show at Lil J's. Do you remember the, the Flash, five Flash won the first, and then they never said who like who did they go against it the second time. I don't remember. Did they lose the baby doll to Crystals? <laughs> nah, they couldn't. And that's how he got hooked on that crystal. Mm. Or what if he lost to Bobby Casanova? <laughs> so, all right, go back to shit. So he's like, so we're going to the Big Red record. So I wanted to say that, as we said earlier, Big Red's not really a bad guy. He's just a guy. He's this little old country boy. What a small record label. But he did work hard, hard for, for his, his artists. artists. You see all them cars? They each of them got a new car. What color you want? Five of them. So, all the evil stuff. Well, we we can't really address. Like, so Bob, Bobby did Bobby did beat uh, Bird's ass. <laughs> we can't we can't transport the body hey, to that, that falls, one. That falls on his own under under Big Red. Some things is warranted. Well, you, you Big know, Red handed that, that to him. No, no, that that ass whooping was was unnecessary because he he was he trying to be calm with him. No, hey? wait, no. What are you talking about? When Red, are you saying who was being calm? Big Red? Big Red was being common in the beginning. Yeah, like, hey, you yeah. know, can you see I'm talking to us? Like, yeah. Can you see I'm talking to the homies? No, I need to talk to you now, motherfucker. So as, as a man, so that was a very evil. That was just basically as a man, you challenged me. So I had to show you my, my level of power. When he, Even when he said, I need to talk to you now, motherfucker, he was like, hey, my office hours are from 9 to 5. And, and then he, he said, fuck, fuck your office hours. So it's like, hey, I was cool the first response. Okay, the second response. Then you, I'm out to, you know, I need to look something up. Fee, you look this up. Uh, can you find out what day that uh, the five heartbeats came out on? And then right after that, find out what day Juice came out on. Because I want to know who's uh, who said fuck harder. <laughs> Pause. I want to talk to you now, motherfucker. Either Roy, <laughs> Roy Fagan or Tupac. Uh, March 29th. That's where. Uh, uh, 1991. That's five heartbeats. Five heartbeats. It came out first. The market, so, so, well, I can't say Parker saw the fire. We went back and redid it, but uh, very uh, harsh. Juice didn't come out tonight, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah so yeah, Pac sold that shit anyway. 
So rewind, rewind. So the bad business dealings, the double books, the pressing bootlegs. Like who pressed up bootlegging uh, bootlegs of, of Big Red's artists? Could have been Bobby in the shadows. Monroe, I believe that Monroe did that. Monroe was handling that. Uh, Monroe was oh, with Eddie. He had time to do all that shit. He had to, he had to go ahead. He's he, supplying that. No, no, uh, he, he, drugs. Yeah, so he was sitting next to. He was always with Eddie. Only time he left, Eddie was go get more drugs to so bring him back to Eddie. So he ain't got time to do that shit. Who do you get? Bobby Casanova. Boom. Um, who do you think drove Big Red to the funeral? Bobby Monroe was too high. Bobby lost that leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. He had a um, prosthetic, leg. A prosthetic leg, and he had one of those things to drive the car, like little canes, which is how he was able to drive the dump truck to kill Jimmy. Oh. I could see that. Yes. So Bobby has been working in the shadows all this time. So why you think Big Red is a very evil evil record label owner he's doing what's necessary for business to keep business running mm-hmm. bobby was the evil one in the back handling business in the shadows so okay this is my theory on bobby casanova hmm. bobby casanova a true villain so with uh we brought up the uh flash and the five horsemen mm-hmm. bum, 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 bum. well first we said what uh Lonely at the top. What would it sound what like? What would it sound like? It came out with 90, 91? No, Lonely at the Top was two Oh, that was, that was 70, uh, 72. Mm-hmm. So could it have been uh, Let's Get It On? No. Songs in the Key of Life? No. God, <laughs> no. Flash was, Flash was very, um, it was probably very <clears throat> disco-y. 72? Disco was popping in the 70s. Mid to late. 72? Oh, okay. <laughs> boogie, woogie, woogie, you just can't, can't boogie, boogie no more. Shout out to Just for Feet. Had to listen boogie to them songs every day. No, I, I can see him doing a disco album in the late 70s, yes. Because Flash was that type of nigga. The, the ride. Just ride, ride waves. I wouldn't be surprised if Flash, does Flash have a hip-hop album somewhere? Have a who? A hip-hop album. Flash and the Five Horsemen? Yeah. Uh, uh. So, so, so he was rapping on that album. I want to say he was doing both. It it sounded like jam. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> the nerve. The got nerve of a nigga. Got the jam. It ain't. It ain't too much. Oh, it ain't Goku. <laughs> Goku. <laughs> so, um, I forgot what the fuck. Lonely at the top. Let's see what album came out. Uh, Marvin, like what? What? What do you have? The old Motown sound? Are we, what are you trying to do? Wait, 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 wait. Do we take the cue from the uh, the machine that went to the red? The needle went all the way up. So he'd been doing like some some funk shit. So he, he might have hooked up with goddamn uh, George Clinton. George Clinton, and Clinton and yeah, yeah. Bootsy. Bootsy now. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that he would have done what was that, whatever was the most popping at the time, and as the um. I'm not going to say that the heartbeats were on a decline because they weren't, but he had reached the heights with them that he wasn't getting when he was solo on a chitlin circuit. So why not use this? Mm. And everybody will be like, yo, I know flash. 
lead singer of the Heartbeats. And the Midnight Falcons. That's Ebony Sparks. Yes. Flashing the Midnight Falcons. I'm surprised that didn't happen. <laughs> now, what about the Kiss Me Where the Sun Don't Shine? Like the album with the uh, the Five Horsemen. Heavy D produced that. <laughs> I said that uh, Teddy Riley uh, passed on doing Michael Jackson's uh, Dangerous album mm. to work on Flash and the Five Horsemen. Huh? Why would he do that? No, that nigga is Flash and the Five Horsemen. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want to work with Flash? Mike? Wasn't you, bigger than you Mike. Work, you want work? You want work with Mike Jiggy? Or do you want to work with? I mean, but we are also living in a parallel universe to where Mike didn't exist. Well, Mike could have existed. He started. Well, Mike started in uh, Juice in the '80s, so Mike wasn't around. I said we're living in a. Yeah, what I said. So Mike Mike died in the '80s because he started as the Bishop in the the 1980s Juice. Oh, you said uh, yeah, we said bad. We said bad was his last album. (laughs) So the dangerous never got never never got worked out quite. Yeah. So so Teddy didn't Teddy had had nothing to do. He he already worked on Keith's album. He was good. So he's like, hey, let me, let me work with Flash and the Five Horsemen. I like their high tops. No, he was more going to focus on uh, Aaron Hall's career. So <laughs> so, so let me, uh, I, I'm going to add this part to it. Since this is a. I'm trying to help you with a point y'all brought up. Aaron that, Hall versus who? That's coming. I was trying to trying lead to you. The there. I'm trying to lead you there. Well, be, well I'm getting hungry. Before, <laughs> before I get there, let me ask one thing. So. Are all of Robert Townsend's movies in the same universe? I know where you're going. <laughs> sure. Hey, the boxes, the blonde boxes. Was <laughs> they still there for the Five Horsemen? That could have been just a uh, precursor to let y'all know, hey, this is coming. So, are the Five Horsemen the the real uh, the financial supporters of the Golden Lords? <laughs> Not a far fetch. <laughs> Just put it out there. And then you got your boy Bird <coughs> came back around and was like, "Let me be the leader of that." Yeah, yeah. Cause he's still mad about the uh, that red shit, right? <laughs> We're gold. So in uh in uh in he honor, just told you Don Cheadle. Uh, Don Cheadle did uh audition for it. Damn. So he was- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so in honor of uh, uh fees uh. Appetite <laughs> transition over. I'm hungrier than a motherfucker. <laughs> the fuck? So I, I like how we had this conversation now. When like I wasn't hungry during the uh, which episode was that? When we eat? <laughs> so I was hungry last week. Anyway, so boom. Hey, before you got over here, what you That was at noon o'clock, nigga. It's about to be seven. Damn your digestive system. I'm a tabo. Who only eats once every eight hours? Once a day. <laughs> Neither one of you look like you eat once a day. Maybe yeah, you should try one. eating more tiny no, meals. No, no, that's, that's why we only eat once a day. <laughs> hey, wait till we get to mean number 100, bud. Yeah, I'm going to be out there looking like. Wait till we do what? Wait till we get to mean 100, bud. See what I look In like. 20 weeks. <laughs> See what I look like. So. I'm going to have to start phoning in, niggas. Jesus Christ. Fuck. All right. So as we talk yeah, about your favorite whole, artist. Hold my mail over here. Oh. So so, who do you think did more cocaine, Aaron Hall or uh, or Eddie Cage? <laughs> so you hungry? He said you hungry. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't know that was the question. <laughs> it wasn't. 
<laughs> need to snap back into this goddamn show. Yes. <laughs> She's in. <laughs> no, but no seriousness. So Eddie Kane versus Aaron Hall. Who said that? Morning, y'all. It wasn't me. It was I. Break it down. I'm trying to remember how we get there. Oh, because we were talking oh, about the. Uh, now we did say uh, this is one of the questions I had when um, Eddie was talking uh, at the end in the church scene, and he uh, speaking with uh, Duck, and he said, "I got got these artists I'm working working with. The boys can warble." So then we was like, who are those boys that could warble? So somebody made said it was uh who said it was R. Kelly or Aaron Hall? No, they said it was R. Kelly, R. Kelly because R. Kelly came out in ninety one. Okay. We said they could have been he said the boys. So I'm thinking oh, yeah. more along the lines of maybe high five and those guys. Well, needless to say we said that what if it was um R. Kelly? In the and public then, announcement. Right. And then Eddie gave them the sound. And then so we already know that Aura Aura stole Aaron's whole style. Mm-hmm. So then it became, a, okay, if Eddie gave Aura the sound, mm-hmm. we need to talk about Eddie versus uh, Aaron. If that is the case, then there's only one common denominator and Ooh. I can make it fit. Awesome. What? <laughs> what is it, sir? <laughs> Duck. Did Duck write or help? Because he was supposed to help write for the boys who could warble. So if that was R. Kelly in the public announcement, what if one of those plaques on uh, Duck's wall is for guys I like? AKA, what if Duck wrote for Guy, which is how he met Aaron Hall, and he gave him the same flavor for the R. Kelly album, though, or the public announcement album for hmm. the 90s? I would say that this happens in the industry every day. I agree with that. So Duck is responsible for the war between Aaron and Aura, but being that no, yes, because if, if uh, he's writing for both, if he's writing that for, happens in the industry every day. No, but we're saying off the if R. Kelly was managed by Eddie and Duck is the one that he has to write for, but he's also wrote for Guy. He gave R. Kelly air hall sauce. Technically, Duck's not responsible. Eddie is. Period. Because Eddie asked Duck to write for him. But he didn't tell him, hey, uh, draw off of uh, Aaron Hall. Yeah, because remember, Eddie been, the, Eddie, Eddie been in the church. He don't, he don't know who Aaron Hall he is. He didn't tell him to draw <laughs> off of Aaron. He no, I'm just saying, he asked him to help, but it was Duck who drew from Aaron Hall. So yeah. it wasn't like Eddie was like, hey, you know, Aaron Hall popping out here. I need you to take his sound and, you know. Duck just wrote. You make it sound how you make it sound. Duck just wrote it. You know what? Just for the sake of argument, <coughs> Eddie was a sneaky ass nigga. So Eddie was probably sneaking, sneaking listening to guy albums and shit. And I wouldn't doubt it. So you can't put that on Duck. Well, what if Duck, being that he still had tension with the five heartbeats, did that purposefully? He didn't have tension with the five heartbeats. He was okay with everybody except for JT. That's completely different. Don't do that. Well, why didn't why ain't talk to Choir Boy then? It's what, been, what, what, what did Choir Boy do? It's, <laughs> ju- it's just been years. They fell out of touch. It happens every day. Not after uh, going on stage, though, a sneak distance to your brother and your fiance. Just your brother. Your beef, your ultimate beef was with your brother. That's why when he met up with Choir Boy and Eddie, it was nothing. 
what was Dresser doing? <laughs> I just thought about that shit. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you went at the church. <laughs> like, what the fuck was he doing all this time? Him and Brenda had a baby. Brenda. But I, I wouldn't put that on Duck. I can't put that on Duck because Duck just wrote the song. And the fact that he wrote songs for both Ara and, and Guy. And technically, let's be clear. Let's be completely clear. Be he clear. wrote songs for Guy and for the public announcement. These niggas weren't solo. He wrote them for groups. I have one more thing to add to this theory. Mm-hmm. Duck was guilty about it. So you know what Duck did to, what to, to make right? He wrote a song for Aaron Hall called I Miss You. <laughs> and became Aaron Hall's biggest hit. So who wrote Don't Be Afraid? Aaron Hall. <laughs> Aaron Hall or, uh, or, or uh, Anthony Stone. <laughs> Matter of fact, hell yeah, it was motherfucking uh, choir boy. He was trying to sneak right while in the church. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on this action. <laughs> he, he, trying to, he tried to be in the, have, have one foot in the game and one foot with the Lord. <laughs> the Lord. So yeah. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Mm. Anything else you want to add? No, she just wants to eat. She's on Uber Eats right now. <laughs> so this concludes season eight, where we show you why we're great. Meme number 90 entitled, The Five Heartbeats Revisited. Didn't you have notes? Yeah. <laughs> Did you read any of them? Hashtag. Did you read any of them? Jimmy was a trash manager. <laughs> Hashtag. Your word and your handshake is good enough for me. No, it's not. Hashtag. Jimmy. It's, it's been, been a long, long time. time. Hashtag. Crossing over ain't nothing but a double cross. Hashtag. That's better. Yes. Yes. yes it's starting to kick out. It's starting to kick out. Hashtag. I just want him to be a better man than me. No, you don't. <laughs> Hashtag. Let me know. Let, Let me, me know, know you understand. I don't. <laughs> Hashtag. Walking to the edge of erotica. Boy, when what, did he start writing uh, Zane books? Is that Zane? <laughs> that is Zane. That's Zane. That's Zane. That's Zane. Chronicles. Zane. So ain't that the JT? Sex Chronicles. That's Zane. No, that's so Zane is JT. <laughs> Low key. Low key, JT. That's Zane. Because he was talking about that erotica shit back in the 60s. So hashtag that nigga said I want us to live out the fantasies of the wildest sex novels and walk to the edge, walk to the edge, edge of, of erotica. erotica. I wish a nigga. Boy, which books are you reading, buddy? I, I wish it. I wish a nigga would. My Bible don't say that. <laughs> Bible hashtag go get your boy and detox him. Hashtag show him dresser. Hashtag cat daddy. Hashtag, where's Bobby? Hashtag, <laughs> fuck your office hours. Cuz, hashtag. Fuck gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spend another night. I'm not bird. Hashtag, how does it feel to be me? So hashtag. Bye bye, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> Bro.
Rock a bye, baby. Hashtag. We wouldn't be together if it wasn't for me. <clears throat> Hashtag. You overstepping your bounds just, just a little bit, don't you think? Hashtag. Last one. Big Red was doing what he was supposed to do. That's untrash management. Indeed. And technically, wasn't he waste management if he, <laughs> oh. if he took out the trash? <laughs> Jimmy was trash and Big Red just delivered. Took him out. So we, we forgot a hashtag. What was it? Uh, hashtag, you can get your woman to check, man? Hashtag, me too. <laughs> Shout out to Monroe. So, topics of discussion we discussed today. Get out! <laughs> Get out. Get out. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> I double up. Let me go. So we talked about one, two, a one, two, three, go. Make my friends <laughs> like <laughs> That's why I can't hit the high notes. <laughs> I could hit the high notes. I was like, I'm feeling better. I was like, I'm feeling better, so maybe I could hit these notes. Make <laughs> <laughs> Take it down. We 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 got it. (laughs) Memories like they used used to be. be. (laughs) Nigga, kick the rhymes. (laughs) Matter of fact, get on the the horn and call the five horsemen to do this shit for you. Nigga, rap that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like they used to. Yo, once again, it's on. Once again, it's on. We'll take it from here. <laughs> Memifying the movie. Memories okay. like they used to be. I'm going to play Dresser. Used to be. Nigga, that's better than what boom, you just boom. did. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That nigga was proud that that was his only. Boom, 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 boom. I'm ready. <laughs> and we did our meme conspiracy theories. So uh join us in two weeks where we'll have meme number ninety one. We haven't decided what we're gonna do for meme ninety one. Is it either gonna be uh a Kenny album? Dave I Chappelle. Think, I don't think Kenny's coming. Pause. So yeah, so <laughs> you niggas need to stop. There you go. So yeah, Kenny album, uh Dave Chappelle. Uh we got uh standing for whamming episode, uh or meme. Uh, so we got a uh, lot to choose from, so we'll figure it out. Uh, and we'll let you guys know. So, where you can find us, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and all podcast platforms. You're only getting season eight and up on those platforms. If you want seasons one through seven and a half, pre and post shows, and other exclusive content, go to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash the meme podcast. Donate, support, and become a meme or a meme. In closing. If there's a heart, if there's a heart in the house tonight, not, not. not you. Stand up. Stand up. I thought he was going to try to hit that note. Oh, I thought you were pointing at me to be quiet. No, no. <laughs> I thought he was going to do the high. Yeah. Oh, stand up. That part. Stand yeah. up. Uh, 
let me know, let me know if you understand. If there's a heart in the house, you got to have love. You got to have love in your heart tonight. Is a house. Is a house for love. Not love. I've learned, I've learned, I've learned. A heart is a house. You got to build it. You got to. Let me know. Let me know you understand. Let me know you understand. All right. Cool. Cool, buddy. That's not close to my now, too. Oh, okay. That's you. Okay. Y'all did that duet? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll close by saying, life is but a meme. You can either dream, express, I have no feel, or no chill. Let me redo that. Did he say no feel? Yeah, no feel. Life is but a meme. You can either dream, express, or have no chill. But at the end of the day, we give a fuck how you feel. This is the mean podcast. <laughs> this is the mean podcast. When it comes to black entertainment, we reign supreme. All facts. We are the supreme meme team. We clout chasing, keeping up, and about waking people up. We honor both. If you have a problem with that, pull, pull up, up if you want, want that smoke. And it'll be that way until I say cease. We, we out of here. Peace. You're now listening to meme, meme, meme. You're now listening to meme.